Next, Audrey Lee, mostly sunny, breezy, wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour, a high of 61 today, partly cloudy, becoming clear, a low of 46 tonight, warmer, mostly sunny, but gusty, wind gusts up to 35 miles per hour. Hold on to your small dogs. Love that. Uh, that is tomorrow. Thursday, mostly sunny, but much cooler, gusts up to 25 miles per hour. And Friday, it's going to cool down, mostly sunny, a high of 55. Betty and I still haven't turned the heat on yet. We'll see if we make it through Friday uh, and how long we'll take. Maybe maybe we'll go quite a while. Uh, currently 59 at AM 1230 WJBC. Is that actually the right? That doesn't sound right. That's I think that might be somewhere else. I'm going to fix that. Uh, quick uh, uh, mention of the show. Here we go. Quick intro to the show, actually, and then I'm, I'm on. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Over there. No. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Hit yeah. you right in the corner. There you go. We start becoming a team. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. I am in a great freaking mood. Welcome to the show. 829-2345 is the phone number. If you're in a great freaking mood and want to be a part of the show, I welcome you to be a part of the show. We have playoff baseball. We have playoff baseball starting tonight. We have a jam-packed week of things. Uh, by the way, there's a Stanley Cup winner. I don't know if anybody cares about hockey, but that happened last night. Uh, that was fun to check in on. Uh, but the Stanley Cup has already happened. The NBA uh, Finals is a thing that's going to start. Uh, there's going to be a debate this evening, and there's going to be a crap ton, a crap ton of playoff baseball. That is the only way to discuss it. There's not going to be a little bit. There's not going to be a sizable amount. There is a crap ton of playoff baseball happening more than ever uh, will be played. And the fact that there's no off days is just kind of crazy, too, because we're just going to see games after games after games. My New York Yankees take the field this evening. And what is probably, and I maybe biasly, but I think somewhat unbiasedly, uh, the best game one matchup that exists. I think that the game one matchup between the Yankees and the Indians is the best, uh, certainly because of the starting pitching that will be uh, happening this evening. I'm not going to talk too much about the Yankees because I understand uh, the market that I'm in. I know sometimes maybe it doesn't seem like I do, but I do. So I, I will just say that I'm going to be rooting for them. Uh, Betty and I have, have at length discussed the setup for this evening as far as televisions go. Uh, debates will be watched, correct, Betty? She's nodding her head yes. Uh, your microphone is on, by the way, if you want to jump in. Uh, you don't have to, though. Um, but you can, Betty, if you want to. Do you like the setup that I decided for this evening? Does it make sense to you? Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Okay, so the main television, the one with audio playing into our living room, that'll be the debate. That's yeah. that's important, presidential yeah. debate. That's mm -hmm. probably, you can't, but Yankees are pretty much as important to me as yes. to who's the next president of the United States, which is not good. I know, you were like in a great debate this morning. About exciting. what? which one deserves main TV? Yeah. I know, it, it went back and forth. <laughs> but uh, the Yankees will be on a side uh, screen that's connected to my computer, and I will be listening to them via a Bluetooth set of headphones. So I'll be doing two things at once, and uh, you will be paying attention mostly just to the debate, I imagine. Maybe a little Yankees. Yeah, okay. let's go Yankees. And then we'll maybe turn on some other games, and we'll just try to make it feel like a sports bar at some point in the, uh, in the uh, living room upstairs. I'm excited, man. I am, I'm just ridiculously excited about the fact there's going to be so much baseball. I, I've criticized 
this season a lot. Uh, and actually, we're going to have a baseball guest on the show, uh, Brian Walton from the Cardinal Nation, to talk a little bit about the Cardinals' chances, which start tomorrow. Uh, the NL, all those games start tomorrow. The AL is playing tonight. Um, but you can't not – it's kind of like – it's kind of like college basketball to me. I complain a lot about the the college basketball season because it seems pointless. You know, it, it's almost pointless. By the time we get to the, the playoffs for March Madness, you have 68 teams, counting the play-in games, that go to at least a round of playoffs. And now for baseball, we're going to have 16 teams, which is a ridiculous amount for that sport. But once it actually occurs, once the games start happening, I enjoy the crap out of it. I don't want to see this ever again. I do not want the success of this. If there's a bunch of uh, TV money that rolls in after a, a very tough year, even for uh, the people who are part of the, the baseball world. Um, but if a bunch of money is made off of this format, I don't want it to happen again. And I'm scared that it will. Uh, but it's going to be fun. 829-2345 if that's what you're looking forward to tonight. Uh, or if you want to tell me which should have gotten my main television, the debate or Yankees. And uh, by the way, my relationship with the Yankees is, is fairly long running. It's longer running than any one president. So I wonder if maybe for that reason, I should have gone the other way. But I had to consider Betty. And Betty probably preferred debate over Yankees. Uh, but it was close for her too, I imagine. Right? No? Maybe a little bit close for you? Yeah, well, I like to. Sometimes I, I like to watch the But we've watched a lot of Yankees. Yes, we have yeah. been watching mm -hmm. a lot of And you've been cheering a lot of Chicken Bucket. Yeah, Chicken Bucket. Give me a little Chicken Bucket chicken cheer. Chicken Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that happens at Yankee Stadium whenever anybody orders a chicken bucket and then walks back to their seats. Yes. In the uh, in the bleachers, which I love sitting in the bleachers. Yeah. You don't love sitting in the bleachers so much. Or they 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 fight a lot. What if we other. got like a little mini bleacher and put it upstairs to sit in during Yankee games? Just upstairs? like a little one. Yeah. Like a little a two seater <laughs> like bleacher. Screen, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. No. No, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. you want to create, like, a, your little stadium. I do. Well, I can talk to Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl is jumping yeah, on the she, show, she too. She can help you. Yeah, from uh, Majestic uh, Interior Design. Maybe yeah. she can tell me what it would... Some ideas. Yeah, what it would look like to have a bleacher in the middle of my living room. Yeah. Actually, it sounds kind of fun. Just See? Like, have your, like, actually, like, uh, seats that you can recline your back. Yeah. Because uh, the bleachers, they don't have that. And it's kind of like uh, See, you painful can't have, to no. be there See, for hours without. You can't you can't change the bleacher to be a reclining chair bleacher because then that's not a bleacher not? anymore. That's yeah. not a bleacher. No. The, the point I think the reason that we get so rowdy and I say we as Yankee fans uh, in the bleachers is because of the the less than ideal conditions of the sitting. Yeah, I think that you got to get more animated and crazy. But you also have to be comfortable because sometimes <laughs> those games last forever and your back started to hurt out like after it does. two hours yeah. sitting in the bleachers. You started to hate the chicken bucket guy. And oh, like, no, you don't hate the chicken bucket guy. <laughs> I've never hated <laughs> No, never some hated. of us. Some no. of us have those feelings. Yeah. Others of us love the bleachers the entire time and yeah. we just deal with the pain because it's worth it to be in those bleachers. Well, I will, I will love like it's, it's like it's similar like the ones that you go to the movie theaters and you can recline oh, yeah. yourselves because sure. there are long games that you need you need to be <laughs> comfy you know <laughs> well maybe we figured out maybe we get a way to bring a 
a chair with us to the next Yankee game once fans are in yeah, next year. Yeah. So I sit in the bleachers and you have the full recliner yes, experience. Yes, that would be awesome. Because, I mean, they have a ton of money. They, they would be pretty easy to replace it. They wouldn't like the be the same. To, to be like a reclinable like chair. Not even like very fancy, just like a comfy chair. You it know? wouldn't be the same. I don't want it to be that comfy. I don't want it to be. People used to complain <laughs> know, all the time. No. I don't think you've ever seen this, Betty. I don't know if you even know about this, but you've been to Cubs games at Wrigley Field. Yeah. There used to be like essentially what is kind of like a bathtub we call the trough yeah where men would go to the restroom it was one giant like thing uh -huh. and everybody would go in it yeah and a lot of times people would say we need to update that that needs to change times have changed yeah. we need to get fancier bathrooms no, no no these are the sports things we need we can't have fancy bleacher seats we can't have fancy restrooms we have to be rough we have to be sports people about this oh, and no, get the 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 <laughs> we got to get the the simplest conditions possible because we're there to enjoy the sport well, yeah, that's why you need, like, a comfy chair. No, no, no. You fall asleep in the comfy chair all the time when I bring you to the well, superhero movies. that's true. Movies. I mean, who doesn't after three hours of baseball? <laughs> I don't want you to fall asleep. Yeah. I want you to stay up for all the baseball. I'm so excited. I'm going to be ridiculous tonight. We yes, have hot dogs. You are, you, uh, yeah, we got hot dogs. Uh, I'm going to cook popcorn. You're um, making guacamole? Guacamole. Yep, we got uh, and chips and guacamole. Guacamole, corn with chips and hot sauce it's gonna be a heck of a night yes. and it's, it's only the beginning this is only one game we okay. got three games in three days and then hopefully more yankee games after that right. uh tonight i think is the decider for the series for the yankees i think if the yankees can win tonight they win the series oh really yeah uh because the best pitcher for both teams is playing and oh, hopefully yeah, so, yeah. hopefully our best pitcher is a very good best pitcher he has at times been shaky this season but for the most part it's been pretty good well he's gonna have a lot of pressure on his shoulders yeah, well, but he's used to it. Garrett Cole has pitched a lot in the playoffs, so How I think he'll be okay. He? And is, uh, I think he's 30, actually, now. Where is he from? Uh, where is he? I think he's from the East Coast because he's a born and raised a Yankee fan. So I think he's, he's out of New York originally. I'm you, Craig. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> but th this is the thing I know the most about. So this is, I'm doing pretty good here. He was born in California. I did. I thought that, and then I just looked it up. I he got went you. to University. Well, he was born and raised a Yankee fan, though, and there's pictures yeah. of him as a kid in Yankee yeah. Stadium. But uh, he... I. Thought I remembered it Just differently. Like, like the Astros kid who was a big. Uh, That's uh, the same guy. Game. The Astros guy is the guy. Oh, really? That's the Astros pitcher is the guy we got in the offseason, and he was a huge Yankee fan. Oh, my God. Now, yeah, now he's the, a one, the little kid who, who used to dream to be a Yankee That's player. That's him. That's Garrett Cole. Wow. He's, he's with us now. Oh, and no, he better good. play well tonight. He's good. He better play oh, well tonight. Yeah, probably. He's okay. Because that's all that matters. I saw a hot take in one of the New York magazines about how for the Yankees, that's all that matters. He's I don't know really if it's... cute, too. It's super cute. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's good that I have it on the side TV. <laughs> it's not going to be on the main one. Um, uh, by the way, I saw that as a hot take in one of the New York magazines, and that's just not, not true at all in Chicago. For the White Sox, for the Cubs, for anybody, winning a World Series, winning in the playoffs makes you a, a absolute celebrity in the town, but losing, I don't think, makes you uh, as hated as it might make the, the fans dislike someone even as high profile as Garrett Cole. Anyway, that's all coming up tonight. There's baseball. Uh, we got to talk about Carol uh, Baskin at some point. She's yeah. out for uh, Dancing with the Stars. She's she lost last night. Probably she's scared of, like a lot of people are coming after her. No, I think she's probably happy to be off TV. Yeah. I think she didn't want any more attention. Well, she's, she, it seems like she likes the attention. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's true too. Yeah. So maybe not. She, I mean, she's in the media all the time, like uh, tweeting and reporting information about her tigers her love of tigers is almost uncomfortable because yeah. like she danced to the lion king song in a tiger costume oh, God. yeah oh, i know no. i know it's almost uncomfortable the amount of love that she has for them 
Uh, but we'll talk about those things later. I got a bunch of guests coming up. I got Cheryl Magnuson from Majestic Interior Design. Like I said, I got Brian Walton from the, the Cardinals Nation to talk all things St. Louis Cardinals because I understand the market I'm in. Even though this first segment didn't make it sound like that, I do. I get the market I'm in. We'll talk Cardinals, talk a bunch of things. A quick break and a lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. It's Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I wanted to mention just real quick that Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if he's happy or, or not happy. I imagine he doesn't care. Uh, both his uh, fiance and his mom were fairly active on social media during the game last night in which Patrick Mahomes yet again looked like the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, his fiance saying things like they ranked him number four and uh, that they're idiots as far as analysts go. Um, there also was a bunch of demonstrations about how before the game, all the experts at ESPN decided to not pick uh, the Chiefs as winning the game last night. So there was a lot of mocking of them, and the, the, the fiancé was a big part of that, and people celebrated her. But the more amusing thing, I think, to me and a lot of people was Patrick Mahomes' mom. Patrick Mahomes' mom's name is Randy, and uh, I guess she was getting very frustrated with just one thing. One of the announcers on the show kept calling her son, famous quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Pat. He used the first name Pat, not Patrick. And Ma went to social media and said that she needed that, that needed to stop. Uh, she actually said, if this announcer doesn't stop calling my son Pat, ugh, I may scream. Apparently, uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad goes by the name Pat, so that's part of the problem. They eventually wound up apologizing on the air to the mom, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Lewis Reddick is the name of the analyst who was doing it. He said, guilty, guilty, guilty. I apologize, Patrick. And they used the name Patrick after that. I thought that was tremendously amusing. I love the fact that the broadcasters embraced it and, uh, and steered into the fact that they were getting called out for something as silly as that. Well, the player is also having a very good game. So I assume moving forward, no one in any scenario will call Patrick Mahomes anything other than Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I do wonder if the, the player cared at all that that had happened. And I haven't seen a reaction. There might be one out there. Um, but I, I assume he probably doesn't. And especially if he cares as much as Ma does about using the right name, maybe he's happy it's finally happened. And I know that he used to tell people that he goes by Patrick uh, before interviews and stuff. So uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's all good. Uh, by the way, if I'm mentioning the NFL, I should real quick uh, say that there have been some COVID-19 tests uh, that have uh, impacted some teams. The Titans have suspended all in-person training after NFL's first coronavirus outbreak. Three players, five personnel test positive for the uh, COVID-19 virus. So we will see what, how that affects both their team, uh, other teams moving forward. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, the team they played on Sunday, has immediately suspended all activity as well. As they wait for testing, I don't think there have been any positive tests yet for the Vikings. And so will there be a game uh, next this weekend? I doubt it. Uh, will things get rescheduled? Probably. Uh, we'll see. There's a lot to go on there. And it'll be interesting. And I don't say that interesting because, you know, I have any level of of happiness, approval, anything. It's, it's sad any of this stuff happens. Although hopefully, as with other athletes, these guys will all be uh, okay for the most part. And hopefully they don't have many serious uh, illnesses, just uh, confirmed cases. But it is football, <laughs> obviously. And so we will see, I think, how transmissible the virus may be in the world of football when someone came down with this, when they became um, uh, infectious. This will all be interesting things to discover within the next few days. It could take up to two weeks for us to have a totality of an understanding as to how big this outbreak is. If you remember with any of the baseball teams, the reporting the first day, second day was not always the, the final result. Actually, it never was. Uh, the amount of cases would go up over the course of a, a couple weeks. 
So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens here, and, and hopefully the NFL can figure out, uh, much like Notre Dame is trying to figure out where these outbreaks come from and how to prevent them better, uh, because bubbling some sports is much harder than bubbling others. The uh, baseball bubble will be interesting to, to see, too, in the playoffs, as it's going to occur kind of in different ways. Uh, within this first round, the wild card round, it'll just be playing at one stadium for the home teams, uh, the better, the higher-seeded teams, and then the next round, it'll actually be playing at neutral sites and uh, from that point moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see all that and how football responds to its first outbreak of the season. It is news time right now on AM 1230 WJBC. The news is brought to you by Blake Oz. Sunny, breezy, wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour, a high of 61 today. Partly cloudy, becoming clear, a low of 46. Tomorrow, warm, mostly sunny. Gusty winds, winds up to 35 miles per hour. Hold on to your small dogs, Audrey says. I like that. Um, Thursday, mostly sunny, but much cooler. It gusts up to 25 miles an hour. No word on if you got to hold on to the dogs then. And then Friday, cooling down, mostly sunny, a high of 55. Right now, 59 degrees at AM 1230 WJBC. It's okay not For more Greg Collins style news on WJBC. It's Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. My next guest is a guest that I've enjoyed talking to quite a bit the entire uh, baseball season, which has been very, very short. So maybe if we do have him on again next year, we'll be able to talk to him quite a bit more often. Uh, but Brian Walton, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be on as always, Greg. Yeah, glad to have you on. You're with the Cardinal Nation, a great website to get in-depth reporting on both the team, um, as far as the, the professionals go, the the uh, highest level of the organization and all the other levels of the organization, which is as valuable as always in a time like now. We are one day away from Cardinals playoff baseball. Is that a sentence you thought I would say uh, weeks ago, especially when the Cardinals were dealing with COVID-19? Certainly not during the worst of the 15 days when they were out. I mean, at that point in time, there were questions about whether baseball was going to make it. But fortunately, the game got serious after the first two outbreaks and, you know, got much more diligent as far as the procedures that they followed. And when there was a positive test, you know, they stopped action right away as opposed to just trying to test their way through it. And so I think the, the bullets sort of that the Marlins and the Cardinals took are part of the reason that we're able to see baseball right now here in October. Yeah. We're almost October. No, I, I agree. And actually, as you mentioned the Marlins, and I was going to ask you in a bit, but I might as well just ask, are you surprised that both those teams, the two teams hardest hit by COVID-19, both made the playoffs, especially the Marlins, looking at the way they, they played a year ago. And I know that it's a much bigger field in the playoffs. They probably wouldn't have made it uh, if not for that. But it's it's kind of surreal to see both those teams represented. Yeah, you know, the, the worst to first uh, kind of story, 105 losses last year. Now, you know, everybody knew that the Marlins had a lot of good young talent. But just like in the case of the Cardinals, just because they needed bodies, they needed pitchers to pitch that had some innings in them, they had to bring up a lot of guys that maybe wouldn't have got a chance to play this year. And Don Mattingly, the manager down there, has done a, you know, a real fine job. Uh, and so, yeah, the Marlins wouldn't have made it had they not expanded the playoffs from five to eight in each league. But interestingly enough, the Cardinals would have. They were the fifth seed. And, yeah, maybe they would have had to play those last two games that they didn't you know, play otherwise. But uh, as it finished, the Cardinals were the fifth seed, and they would have made the playoffs in a uh, – in a non-COVID year, which is even more amazing. There you go. Um, so uh, eventually at the end of this, I'll ask you about the Yankees too, because I can't help it. But uh, as far as tomorrow's game goes, uh, what do you see as the the most important factors going in? I've read a lot about Cardinals lefties being a determining factor in this series. I don't know if you agree with that or what you think we should look for in game one. 
Well, I think the key uh, to the series is going to be whether the uh, Cardinals pitching can hold the, the potent San Diego offense off the board. I mean, those are the strengths of the two teams. The Cardinals are, are based on, you know, um, pitching and defense and the Padres are, have a very, very good offensive club and their pitching is, wasn't bad either, but now, you know, two of their top three starters are, are banged up. So, and, and you know, that's probably a good thing because the Cardinals offense has been their Achilles heel this year. All right. So we're going to, we're going to see low scoring games and a Cardinals win or high scoring games and a Padres win is what you're saying. Yeah, and I think, you know, the Cardinals pitching has gone pretty well. Uh, Kwang Hyung Kim, the, the uh, Korean, is pitching in game one. And uh, his ERA over the last month, right around two. He's uh, been very successful, mixes the ball up, uh, multiple pitches, can locate well. And, you know, the Padres have never seen him, right? This is his first year in a major league. And while their scouts have been out, you know, uh, Adam Wainwright told us the other day in, in one of our Zoom calls that he believes that when teams haven't seen one another, when – hitters haven't seen pitchers and vice versa that the pitchers have an advantage because they're in control of what they throw and where they throw it. And, you know, Grant, he's a pitcher, so maybe he's biased. You know, I thought there was a lot of, a lot of logic in what he said. Yeah. I saw that you have a, a deep dive into Alex Reyes and his first, uh, the long road to his first playoff appearance. Do you want to just touch on that a bit? Yeah. Alex Reyes, you know, a huge international signing for the Cardinals, but back in 2012, now we're talking about that long ago, you know, Reyes made the major leagues in, in 2016 came up and uh, just, you know, looked like he was going to be a future superstar. And then the injuries happened and the Cardinals took a downturn as well. And you fast forward and, and here he is, uh, you know, eight years into his career. And this is going to be the first chance that he's ever got to pitch in the postseason. And he's become a very, very important part of the Cardinals bullpen. He was actually the guy that closed out uh, the clinching game. And as the season went on, manager Mike Schilt has given him more and more responsibility uh, in the pen. So I think between he and Andrew Miller on from the left side, they're going to be the guys they're going to be asked to uh, bring the games home in the postseason. Yeah, and if you want more information on that, you got to go to the Cardinal Nation. You're going to have to uh, sign up, though. So please do that to check out the entire article from Brian about Alex. I want to ask you about the way pitching is going to be used as a whole, maybe in, in this series specifically or just throughout the entirety of this playoffs. And uh, a few odd dynamics are, are taking place here. First, there's not very many, if any, off days throughout the entirety of the postseason. Uh, so that's very strange. And then also just the way in which maybe we'll be uh, I assume teams will be more aggressive early on, or at least in this wild card round, to make sure to get through these short series. Uh, how important is relief pitching, and how how crazy do you think the the pitching maybe will be used differently than we've ever seen before? You know, it's interesting today because uh, the way for folks who don't know the way the schedule is set up for the wild card series, the American League teams start play today. In fact, first couple of games are already on. And the National League games don't start till tomorrow. So we had the benefit of watching the, the eight American League teams set their rosters and announce them. Yeah. And what we saw, what I saw at least, was that most of the American League teams went with either 12 or 13 pitchers. And that's as opposed to 15 like the Cardinals went through. Now, granted, the Cardinals played a lot of doubleheaders and they had no days off, and so they needed more pitching. But it's clear that, you know, with a three-game series, you can go with your three starters and move your other two starters to the pen or, or you know, let two relievers off the roster and put a couple more bats on. So, yeah. you know, for the Cardinals, in, in their case, it's the starters are going to be Kim and then Adam Wainwright, and then Jack Flaherty will start game three if needed. And the other two starters right now who's left would be Austin Gomber and Daniel Ponce de Leon, and they'll probably be long men in the pen. So, you know, you'll see starters available as relievers, and you'll see, I would assume, managers, uh, move to the bullpens much more quickly rather than let 
take any risk of any games getting out of hand. Yeah, I imagine, especially within these very shortened three games. It's so weird because so often in the regular season in, in uh, baseball, you can see a bad team come into town against a very good team and sweep them in a three-game series. And I, I'm imagining we might get at least one of those in this first round of the playoffs where a one or a two seed loses to a seven or an eight. And I wonder if those kind of things will make it more challenging for fans, uh, long-term fans of the sport, to really feel that this season has as much value as any other season. Because uh, it's going to be odd if an eight seed really has a deep run in this playoffs. Well, and, and you look at the American League. I, I think in the National League, the, the one and eight, we're talking about the Milwaukee Brewers who got in despite a losing record Correct. against the Dodgers, which are just a powerhouse. So if somehow Milwaukee were to you know win that series, it would be like, you know, Appalachian State somehow beating Michigan. You know, I mean, it just, you know, it just would be one of those right. things where, you know, we talk about it for years. But, yes. but on the other hand, in the American League, you got Toronto and Tampa Bay. Those teams have seen one another. And, uh, you know, yeah, Tampa Bay's had a great year, but Toronto knows them well. And, you know, like you said, any, in the three-game series, anything can happen. Yep. Now, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, what are any other key factors that you think uh, fans uh, for the Cardinals need to pay attention to, I guess, in this series or just uh, the playoffs as a whole? Is there anything that you think would be – like if Wainwright is pitching well or if, if anybody is hitting well, is there going to be a, a huge, uh, you know, uh, focus as far as uh, what you're predicting to be the most important factors? Well, there's a couple of things. One thing we take for granted is the defense. The Cardinals, uh, you know, don't have a lot, don't uh, get a lot of strikeouts. They need their defense behind them. So if the defense plays well, that's going to help the pitching staff. On the offensive side, you know, we've just seen them struggle to drive in runs with runners in scoring position all year long. And uh, Dylan Carlson, the rookie who came up, you know, a top prospect in baseball, came up, struggled his first time around. So they sent him down for a while, and now they brought him back. And the last game, they put him in the cleanup spot, which this goes to show you. I mean, he's bad at the bottom of the order. Yeah. So, they, you know, they put him in the cleanup spot because they're just trying to find some spark somewhere. So, you know, the Cardinals, like you said, these are probably going to blow scoring games, I think, but the Cardinals, they have to score to win. That's true. Absolutely. I got to selfishly ask you the one question. It's a question you're always prepared for when I do an interview with you. Uh, the Yankees are playing this evening. Um, so what do you think of that matchup? What do you think uh, uh, Garrett Cole going up against Shane Bieber and just oh, the fact that that's oh, a, yeah. a heck of a first-round matchup from a pitching standpoint? And if Garrett loses, this is not the way the Yankees drew it up as far as playoff baseball goes. No, no, they really need to somehow steal this first game. But there's a reason that Bieber's the favorite to win the Cy Young Award. You know, he uh, pitched against the Cardinals earlier this year and just looked, you know, just looked dominating. Yeah. And so, again, you know, it's going to be a low-scoring game. If somebody's going to make a mistake, something's going to happen. But, you know, it's just hard to feel confident about the Yankees given all the ups and downs. You just don't know where they're going to be. Are they going to be up and look great, or are they going to be down and look terrible? I just I don't know. I know. So, well, I'm ready to deny the whole season already. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. As soon as the Yankees lose two out of three and are out of it in the first round, I, I pretend 2020 didn't happen. You know, it's funny. The Cardinals can easily get away with it, given all the COVID stuff, right? Just having made the playoffs, you would think, you know, they maybe they would let their foot off the pedal. But then again, you know, they made the playoffs last year and it didn't go, get all the way. And then they had three years before that, they didn't make it at all. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, they, I think they're going to be motivated to try to win. They have a winning tradition in the playoffs. San Diego, you know, while they had a great season, this isn't a place that they've been before. They got a lot of young players that aren't playoff tested. So it'll be interesting to watch to see if, you know, San Diego plays with the poise of a playoff team. I wouldn't be surprised to see some mistakes. Well, and actually, I just thought of one more thing before I let you go. Um, are you going to enjoy the amount of baseball we're going to see for this postseason? I just said before I had John that I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this version of MLB playoffs, but I don't want it to happen again. I don't want any level of rating success or financial success of this version of MLB playoffs to mean that we get 
something similar to it in the future. And yet I am going to very much enjoy the next few days. Well, here's me. If I had it my way, I would watch all eight games consecutively. (laughs) So I I know they can't do that, but these games on top of one another stink. I want to watch the the, the Twins and the Astros and not have to worry about missing half of the White Sox and Oakland game, whatever it is. And granted, COVID's forced them to do this, but I I think this is a one-time only playoff format. There's already talk that next year there'll be something that will give the division winners um, um, a a greater advantage, like maybe first-round buys. They'll certainly have a more reasonable schedule. Uh, So, you know, I think this is a one-year only thing, but hey, let's give baseball credit. They actually made it to the postseason when a lot of us doubted that it could happen. Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, Brian Walton with the Cardinal Nation. Thank you, as always, for jumping on with us. Uh, Thrilled to have you on. And uh, go Cards. Also, though, go Yankees. Talk to you next time. All right, talk to you soon. Quick break. A lot more in just a bit on AM 1230 WJBC. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the great Collins show on WJBC. I am for sure the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. And I cannot wait for playoff baseball. I cannot wait. I mean, I know it's already happening. Uh, it doesn't officially happen until my, my Yankees are playing. But anybody that's a White Sox fan, I, I imagine Neil Doyle is is multitasking right now. I know he's not on the microphone until 3. Uh, but I imagine he's paying attention uh, to the game as it's happening right now. It's looking good so far for the White Sox. If I give updates throughout the show for any of the fans of the uh, team. And again, Yankees more important to me, but obviously to this community, probably the the local team's more important. Uh, the White Sox are winning one nothing in the top of the third. Uh, the Twins are also winning one nothing in the middle of the fourth, uh, going into the bottom of the fourth inning against the Astros. I would very much like to see the Astros in the first round. That is one other thing, and I don't know if that's uh, that's just uh, uh, me as a as a Yankee fan, as a guy that dislikes the Astros or everybody, but I'd like to see them lose. I'd like to see them lose two straight games and be out of it completely, uh, and that be the best version, and maybe even get crushed. That would make me very happy. Betty's making faces in the studio, but yeah. Well, in the basement radio bunker, I would like to see that happen uh, this year uh, and maybe more years into the future. Uh, The Astros did make the playoffs, though, so I don't know if that silences critics or not, um, but they are there. We also have the Blue Jays and the Rays kicking off at about 4 o'clock our time, and then the premier matchup of the evening as far as a pitching matchup goes. As far as I think, um, honestly, this is easily going to be one of the best games in the wild card round at all. Maybe bias again, that's fine. Uh, It'll be the Yankees and the Indians tonight. Because that pitching matchup is incredible. Uh, and Shane Bieber, by the way, is pitching way better than... I, I know he's he's a very talented person, but way better than even Garrett Cole has been pitching this year. So it is, as Brian Walton from the Cardinal Nation said in the last segment, a very scary game if you're a fan of that that team. And going down one, nothing uh, in a series like this. If the, if the White Sox win today, they're now up three nothing, by the way. If the White Sox win or if the Cubs win or the Cardinals win, I think that's huge as far as a three-game series go. And maybe that's the worst analyst I've ever given. Oh, really, Craig? You think that that's a big deal if they only have to win two and they win the first one? Yes. I imagine that this will be... I, I bet you right now... Let's do an over-under. Let's do... Let's, uh, you know, a la FanDuel. Let's try this out. I bet you 70% of the teams who win today win their series. 70%. I bet you only 30% of the teams that, that lose uh, today uh, and lose tomorrow in game one in the NL side of things actually wind up going to, going ahead and winning by winning two straight. I just I imagine the pressure in the first round, especially if you're a one seat, you know? Although, honestly, I know that if you talk about some things like the Dodgers not being in it after the first round, that'd be crazy, but it's baseball. It's a three-game series. This, this weird stuff happens in a three-game series all the time. If you're a great baseball team and you win something like 100 games, 
that means you lost 60. And so that means that in a in a three-game series, you didn't exactly sweep time and again. You, you lost at least one a lot of those times, if not all of those times, pretty much. And so we'll see. We'll see how all this goes. It'll be a very interesting postseason for me. And, of course, also there is a debate. I think the debate might be more uh, important to a lot of Americans, although I doubt it. I got to be honest, if you're tuning into the debate tonight, you're probably doing it already knowing who you're voting for. I imagine not many people will decide. There have been very few debates in our time that have had a huge significance on the outcome of an election. Uh, JFK is always mentioned as having done so well in a debate that he probably catapulted himself to a level of of being electable. The same for Bill Clinton, actually. Uh, George H.W. Bush was was the one of the highest approval ratings you can remember as far as a president during his first term. And yet it was those debates and the way in which the narrative that, that he was out of touch, George H.W. Bush, the late George H.W. Bush, uh, with the American people and looking at his watch and all the stuff he did that helped catapult Bill Clinton into the spot that he then held for eight years. Uh, so it'll be interesting if tonight we can see a huge turnaround. I know that, that Joe Biden is still winning in a lot of the polls. I know that the president has a high approval rating with his supporters and a very low approval rating with those that dislike him. I can't imagine that changing because of the debate. I can't see a lot of people that don't like this guy coming on board because of the way in which he maybe demonstrates some of the, the weaknesses of his opponent. Uh, and that's one thing that I've heard a lot of as far as the talking heads go as to what the goals will be going into this. The goal for President Trump will be to attack and to attack pretty much anything and everything he can. He's a president who, who doesn't see many things as off the table as far as what is and isn't uh, discussable. And as far as what I'm hearing and what the coverage has been in the world of Joe Biden, he wants to take the high road this evening. He wants to not necessarily get down into the muck. And a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are afraid that that won't be a good strategy, especially with the fact that Joe at times in other debates has really struggled to contain anger when someone challenges him on something uh, within his own record. So there are chances, I think, for sure that this debate goes uh, very much against uh, Joe Biden and his plan going in is one that seems to worry even those who have been prepping him for it. So uh, that will be a big part of the conversation tonight. Uh, caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve. Go the ahead, biggest Steve. thing about Biden is if he can stay awake. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Yeah, you know, you know, he wants he wanted thirty minute breaks. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. Uh, for, to me, I, I think that some of the biggest things that, that people will probably get out of this is if there is a a clip, a snippet of maybe a, a misspoken or a, a mistake of some kind, it's likely to be coming from Biden. Um, there also might be a moment where Trump might hit on something that makes Biden upset. Those are the those are the concerns if you're a person on the left, if you're a Democrat uh, prepping Joe Biden for this this debate is that even with his strategy going in, he's at risk of of being the soundbite of the evening in a very bad way. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you, you just watch him closely. Yeah, he'll he'll uh, he'll, he'll he'll do something crazy. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, as a man with you know what uh, with those you know the his onset of dementia. Sure. Uh, well, I, I know that I that's mean, your it, opinion. It, I don't know that he's he's onset of dementia for me but i know that yes a lot of people have said that they think he has he's struggling with a mental illness and that if donald brazil didn't give him the answers yeah well fair enough man i always i appreciate the call as always steve thank you okay sure no Bye. problem 829-2345 if you want to get in if you want to talk about the 
uh, biggest thing you're looking for in a debate. If that is what you're watching tonight or if you're watching baseball, I'm, I'm okay taking those calls too. Uh, more importantly, I guess I would ask this question. If you're going to watch the debate tonight, is it going to influence your vote? If you're someone who actually is going to decide who to vote for, uh, the mail-in ballots have gone out. Uh, I got mine in the area. Mine's in the mail. Betty has not got hers yet, which is kind of odd. But I have gotten mine, uh, so I can technically sit with the TV on with my ballot in front of me, like I imagine many people in our community or the country can do, and decide this evening. Uh, but is that really what's going to happen for a lot of people, or have you already decided? Are you even going to watch? Um, I don't know. 829-2345. You want to weigh in on that stuff? Quick break. A lot more. AM 1230. ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. For the rest of today, partly sunny skies, cooler conditions. Tonight will be cloudy, a low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a bit breezier, a little warmer as well, a high of 68. Then Thursday, again sunny, but cooler temperatures starting Thursday, heading into the weekend. Thursday's high, just 58. Right now, 58 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Thanks, Craig. I'm thrilled to have you on, as always. I love having you on. Um, we'll talk about a bunch of different <laughs> things as far as uh, design things, and then I'm going to have some selfish questions for you like I always do. Before that, though, Majestic Interior <laughs> Design, uh, you guys have a website. you got social media pages. How do people get a hold of you? Sure. Our website is MajesticInteriorDesign.com, and you can also look us up um, on Facebook and Instagram, MajesticInteriorDesign.com. There you go. All right. So um, the first question is I know that as we get into the fall, people start to get uh, board, maybe people want to goose some things. Maybe one of the easiest things to do to goose your, uh, and I don't know why I'm using that term, but it's a term I like, uh, to goose your your home, to goose your office, to goose whatever, is maybe to to do paint uh, changes uh, to any of that stuff. So talk a little bit about maybe some some uh, paint-related projects that you've been asked to, sure. to do, and then also maybe some mistakes that get made in that very easy world to make a mistake in. Sure, sure. Glad to. Um, paint is one of the things that when people really want to make a difference in how the room feels, um, maybe say they've got a tan, dark color that we did, you know, maybe nine, ten years ago, or a golden tan, and they're ready for, they've been seeing the grays and the whites and that sort of thing, and they're ready to update and make it feel lighter and brighter and more refreshed. Paint is a really good way to do so, um, you know, that can carry throughout the main house. Um, and then, of course, we would do accent colors, possibly in a powder room or a bedroom and that sort of thing. So paint is also a really fun way to bring in some pops of color. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way to, to make something that you don't change a lot still feel like you've, you've changed it. Um, and certainly one of yes. uh, the worlds in which people do, especially if you're doing it on your own, uh, maybe make mistakes by not realizing how, how difficult it is uh, to go through that process. I've told you before <laughs> that as a younger man, as a college man, I made terrible color decisions too, because there's one thing, it's like you are an expert, you know, if I go to a store and I look at colors of paint and I'm like, oh, racing orange sounds like a great color to make an entire room, <laughs> you know that's a mistake because you know what it would look like as a finished product. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, um, you know, people who say I want, they want a blue green room or something, a lot of times I will tell you what a common mistake is, is that, and again, I'm not judging them for this. It's just, it's just how people would pick colors if they're not used to picking paint colors. And maybe they, they choose a blue-green, and it ends up being very bright. 
Yes. So instead of being a muted, soft, you know, relaxing blue-green, it ends up being a very bright color. And then after a while, they're like, yeah, that isn't what I wanted it to feel like. So I mean, I would say it's probably more common than not that people try to choose a color and it ends up being really, really bright more so than what they wanted. Well, because it's just so funny when, when you're looking at it in the store or something and it's not like popping off the little tiny piece of paper that you're looking <laughs> at it on. You're like, well, I don't know if this could yeah. have the impact. And then you go to any fast food restaurant and they paint them bright colors on purpose because after over a little yes. bit of time, it annoys you and you want to leave. So that's not what you want in your <laughs> home, I imagine. That's so true. That's so true. And that's the difference between commercial interiors and, and home residential yeah. interiors, right? So, so and, you know, commercial, you come in, you get the atmosphere, you enjoy it, and then you walk out and leave. But yes, you're right. A lot of times people want colors they can live with for a long time in their home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely um, different palettes for commercial and residential. Uh, let me ask you this as far as other maybe simple changes that, that can be made or things that uh, maybe people should reach out to you and talk a little bit more about changing as far as, again, just trying to get that variety added to your living or your work situation, especially in a year when maybe a variety, among other things, has been lacking? Yeah. Um, so, for example, if we come out to your home and we help you look at some paint colors, we're going to look at them with you in the house. Um, that's really important. Um, I never choose paint colors here at the studio unless yeah. we're doing new construction. There's nothing to work around. There's nothing to take in consideration. Um, that's where we would choose paint colors here at the studio. But we love coming to the home because we love having the paint deck with us the, the person there with us, the client, and getting their feedback as well as their input. And it's a collaboration. And then the other thing we do is we'll try to order in samples for you. So you can get like a, an 8 by 10 piece of paper that has your paint color on it. And then you can put it up. You can stick it on the wall over here. You can put it on a different wall. You can look at it during the day and at night. And that makes a big difference because especially when choosing neutrals, they will change on different walls and different times of the day. The paint will look com completely different. Um, do you also see people making a lot of changes after they've picked something? If, if the project has started, does it ha happen often that someone uh, regrets the decision they make? <laughs> yes. You know, many, many times they'll call us when they're complete frustration mode, right? Yeah. So they I will come into the house and they've got like, you know, 10 different swatches of 10 different colors put all over in different walls trying to figure it out. And that, that is a good attempt. You know what I mean? Like kudos to them for trying. Um, but sometimes we can come in and, and understand, okay, why don't you like this one? And why do we like this one? Mm -hmm. And let's take all your whole house into consideration because we like to think of how the house flows, right? So you yeah. want things to flow together. So we'll, we'll take all those things into consideration and their personal taste and then make a recommendation. And sometimes we'll choose one they have already have. And maybe we'll pull our paint deck out and pick a completely different color. But, yes, people sometimes call us after they've already started and then just get frustrated. But sure. we're glad to help at any point. There so, you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, is it time for a selfish question? Can I ask you a selfish one? <laughs> you sure can. Go right ahead. Awesome. Um, I am in the basement radio bunker. It's something I brag about on the radio a little bit too much probably. <laughs> and as I go down into my basement of a rented home, I don't own, I rent, I wonder sure. if there's a lot of things that I can do. Or maybe people who are in workplaces that they're renting or offices that they're renting for a smaller period of time as as we try to get back to complete normalcy over the next few months, hopefully. Yeah. Um, what are some changes you can maybe make um, with your help that wouldn't be difficult to reverse when I have to move out of the place that I'm in? Sure. And I'll tell you, Craig, you're not the first person I've talked to that's been kind of relegated to the basement. Okay. Um, you know, for working working out of home. So you're not the only one stuck at home good. working in your basement. Good. So, you know. It starts to feel but, that yeah. way like you are totally so good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone. You're okay. not alone. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely there's some things you, you could, if you're in a place that you're renting, you could paint the walls 
as long as you, I'm sure, paint them back. It's probably a clause or something yep. from that apartment. Um, but there are some other things you can do to make some changes that would make you feel good. Uh, for example, lighting would be one of those. So Ooh. especially in a basement, okay? So adding a floor lamp in a corner brightens up those dark corners, um, some table lamps, a desk lamp, whatever it may be. That lighting is going to make you feel more cozy, where basements tend to feel kind of you know, underground and dark, which they are. Yes. But lighting can make all the difference in the world. So that's one example. Um, adding, maybe see, depending on what type of floor you have, you could add a rug. You can even put a rug on top of a carpet if your basement's carpeted. And you can kind of make that your own space. You can kind of define the space, your office space. Um, so rugs, you can get some artwork on the walls that bring in additional color and interest. Um, and then accessories too, maybe a couple of little personal knickknacks or some personal photos, make it feel, you know, like you own it. It's your own space and it's, it's your comfort area. Okay. So these are things you can do. These are exceptional ideas. I, I, it is not a rug. I have hardwood floors down here, so I would love to, to go crazy <laughs> yeah. with some of that stuff. And we have some like brick, some exposed brick in the basement too, that I've always wondered oh, cool. what you could possibly do to make it look a little bit fancy or a little bit nicer there. Well, believe it or not, you can, um, hang things on brick so you just get the right well not me i'm not handy at all but i would get my install installer guy okay and get him over there and get those screws that go right into the mortar or brick and you can hang some artwork you can hang something on top of that and maybe it's texture on texture you want to add some metal artwork on top of the brick or if you want to feel kind of rustic or maybe a wood piece so mixing those textures would make it feel kind of cozy and homey as well but yes i would say you definitely need a rug I, I threw an unexpected question at you, and you answered it um, fantastically. I'm, I'm excited about all the ideas you just threw out there. This is the kind of thing you get. You call Cheryl, you chat for a couple minutes, and she blows your brain with uh, you can hang things in brick. I had no idea you could do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And as I'm sitting here with my wife sitting next to me, she now realizes that this is going to turn into like a sports basement very, very soon with a lot of the pictures up. Oh, I'm excited. Um, okay. Well, sounds thank, good. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, as always, for joining us, Cheryl. Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to say or maybe uh, uh, just repeat again the, the ways in which people can contact you if they have projects that they need help with now? Yeah, I guess I would say, you know, since we're talking about paint colors, people think that, you know, like interior designers, oh, I got to have a big remodel, remodel project to call them. And I would say, no, even if you just need paint colors, you need to come to your house for an hour. We're happy to help with that. So little things, big things, we're glad to help, whatever the project and you can reach us and find us on our website, MajesticInteriorDesign.com. Perfect. Uh, 309-663-7828 if you want to give them a call. Uh, Cheryl Magnuson of Majestic Interior Design. A great team of designers there and a lot of fun uh, if you just chat on the phone with Cheryl, actually. So thank you, as always, for being a part of the show. <laughs> thank you, Craig. Sure, no problem. Quick break, a lot more in just a bit on AM 1230 WJBC. Did I tell you about? I always uh, take that uh, bump a little bit to task because uh, I talk about some silly things uh, along the day. By the way, we just had regular caller, uh, regular friend of the show, Brian, uh, tell me that he can easily see a very Yankee-centric basement. And as he was describing it with my wife sitting there with her headphones on, hearing the call as well, there's a lot of no's coming from Betty. There was a lot of shaking the head, a lot of no. So I don't know how, how crazy we'll go. It would be cool, like a rug that looked like Yankee Stadium, that looked like some some turf, maybe the infield or something like that. That that would be cool. And the rug could be picked up and then moved very excitedly to wherever you, we are next. This could be the kind of thing that Betty's face is not happy right now. A rug that looks like infield Yankee Stadium. Neil Doyle, yes or no? I, I'd be down. I think that's, okay. a, I think if, that's a good idea. If you idea. got white socks as far as whatever it is uh, that you would actually prefer to the Yankees, I assume. Are you watching right now? I've got it pulled up on my phone over here. Uh huh. Okay, things are looking pretty good. Uh, what do you think as far as my prediction that 70% of the teams that win game one will win the first round of this wild card round of baseball games? 
I would say that's probably pretty accurate. I mean, that's, right. that's Mark just said. He was just leaving the office. He goes, yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing with this three-game series. You win that first game, you're just one away from moving on. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I game one is pretty big, and I would say most of these games, yeah. Well, and the White Sox still winning 3 nothing. Uh, they're in the top of the fifth. Uh, the Twins are winning one to nothing in the bottom of the fifth against the Astros. I would like to see the Astros fold and be out of this thing real quick. I don't know if that's like a level of, of dislike that I shouldn't have. Uh, there's no Red Sox team to hate because they were terrible this year, which was fantastic. Uh, so I'm, I'm hating on the Astros. Do you have an enemy in the postseason? Is it the Cubbies? Yeah, I mean, I'm never really a big Cubs guy. I, I think <laughs> a lot of people, though, are probably... I know with you being a Yankees guy, but I, I don't, you know, if you like baseball, I don't really feel like a lot of people are cheering for the Astros. No, uh, you know, so. yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm completely alone. I mean, especially when before the season went crazy because of COVID-19, uh, one of the viral stories outside of just what the Astros were doing was the MLB baseball game in which fans were hitting Astros and putting that video up on social media. Uh, that was something that a lot of fans of the sport were doing video gamers, I guess. So I, I imagine that the dislike for that team is not, not just me. Uh, it'll be so interesting, though, to see the way that these uh, pitching matchups go, especially tonight's game between Bieber and Cole, uh, because as we just both said, the, the game one is so important, and these pitchers won't be able to come back. Uh, unlike in a series where you have some off days and maybe a deciding game would also be the, the best pitcher on the team taking the mound to start the game, that won't be the case. After game one, most of the best pitchers for all of these teams will have been utilized. Well, and that I was talking to my brother, who you know, big White Sox fan himself, and for any team, really, it, it comes down to then as well. I mean, you assume you're throwing your ace probably in game one, and then if you have a pretty good second starter, do you say, all right, we're in it to win it, win this game two, or do you yeah. save that second starter for maybe if you have to go to a game three? I mean, there's a lot of different strategy that goes into it. I think I'm the mindset of if you win game one, throw your best guy out there game two and just try to win it in two. Why even think about a third game? But then if you, you know, have to use your second best starter in game two, if your third starter, eh, a little dicey. I mean, you're, I mean, it gets it to throw your third guy who might be so, so in a yeah. deciding game in this. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of strategy that has to go into this three game series. Honestly, it's so interesting. The fact that the DS doesn't start till I guess uh, if the um, AL, AL, whatever it is, wild card series, and a wild card series could end on Thursday and or Friday. And then the the DS, the division series, doesn't start till Monday or Tuesday. You do have enough off days. I did wonder if maybe you, you save your best pitcher till a decisive game, whether it's a game two or a game three. I would have wondered if the Yankees would have been better suited starting Masahiro Tanaka, who's a great playoff pitcher, but not the best pitcher on the team uh, on any given season usually. And then allowing Cole to be there when needed either to close it out, as you just said, in a game two if you win game one, or in a game three if you go that far. I, I don't know. In this series only, in a three-game series, and maybe I'm being the craziest guy in the room, I would have contemplated holding on to my best pitcher, knowing that the first round of the next set of playoffs would give them at least a few days off. As I said, it's a Monday start from a Thursday. So you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. That's three days rest. You could start the guy twice if you needed him in a game three. Because I think a lot of fans would be most comfortable in the deciding game of a series this short, having their best pitcher on the mound then. But that's not going to be the case for any of these teams. I'm in the mindset of crazy 2020, crazy Just MLB 60 season. I, I think Here everyone, here's my crazy call, every one of these series goes to a game three. Okay. All right. I love that. Uh, we'll see what happens. I can't imagine that's going to happen. I bet you that more than half of them end after two games. That's probably what's going to happen. But, no. again, I'm going crazy. You know, this is the it. year they're all going to go three games. 
There we go. All right, it's news time at AM 1230. Neil Doyle, the crazy predictions from Neil Doyle coming at you during the news on AM 1230 WJBC. BBC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Quiet but cool for the rest of the day. Today we'll see some lingering clouds, and some of those may continue into tonight. But we should begin to clear out as we head into tomorrow morning. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow falling back into the mid-40s. And we'll see some sunshine for your Wednesday. It will be breezy, though, with wind gusts as high as 30 or 35 miles an hour. High temperatures tomorrow afternoon in the upper 60s. We're only in the upper 50s, though, Thursday afternoon. Mostly sunny skies in the forecast. And sunny and a little bit chilly for Friday with highs only in the mid-50s. We're closer to 60 degrees as we head into the weekend. Some showers on the way for the weekend forecast, especially late Saturday into Saturday night and Sunday. And then a little bit warmer as we head into next week. Some temperatures will be back in the 70s for the upcoming work week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 58 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Thrilled to have you with me. 829-2345 if you want to jump in, be a part of the show that way. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show. I'm probably going to put this story up, although I always say that and then I forget to put some of the stories that I mentioned on the show up on the social medias. Uh, but this one made me laugh a lot. And granted, the, the audio of it is very subtle. Uh, without the visual imagery of what's going on, I'm not sure that it makes you... Uh, crack up as much as it makes me crack up but what we'll see because i'm about to try it out uh there are these two buddies that are hanging out and discussing whether or not one of the guys should jump into the ocean where there's a giant shark in the water uh, and they say something about the fact that the shark is harmless although i think that the shark is probably not all that harmless and then after the one guy the one friend finally decides all right i'm gonna jump in uh immediately he regrets his decision and even though it's not like the panic that I think would set, a, set in for a lot of other people that are in this situation. I find this, this quick reaction and just the sound of it, the sound of uh, someone splashing into the water and then immediately articulating what he does, I find it tremendously amusing. Let's try it out. See if we're in reverse. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Get on the boat. Ryder. Or oh, I touched it. <laughs> oh, Holy Get on the boat. Dude, that's a that's not a basking shark, dude. Ryder. That's different than what we thought it was, dude. I love the beginning of that. I love the splash. The splash is so well recorded. It's such a good gnat sound, uh, is what we call it. And then the guy, oh, it's a bad idea. And then them realizing that the shark is not a basking shark, which I guess is much less harmful than whatever shark it actually is. Do we find this funny, Neil Doyle? Did you hear that audio? I did, and I would have to 100% agree that it's a very crisp splash. So I could listen to that a couple times in a row. Well, and then and then the the articulation is so well caught too. Yeah. If this was a bad idea, <laughs> and it's uh, I here here it is. We're in reverse. That was a bad idea. I mean, we've we've all lived through that moment with a buddy where it's either us or them who did something, and then they they do that. They they immediately turn helpless. You go from the most confident guy in the room to I regret every decision I just made in the last thirty seconds, or at least. I think we've all done that. Maybe I've just been uh, a little bit different than most, uh, but I just love it. Oh, that's a bad idea. And then they realize that it's not, he's fine. The guy's okay. So the video, 
you know, not not a bad ending or anything. It's just, yeah. I, this is some of the funniest audio I've found in a little while, in my opinion. No, I mean, I feel like everybody's been in this situation, but it's. I always then think it's like how, you know, they were just lucky enough to be recording that or like what right. made, you know, I guess it's you're doing that. So it's like, oh, maybe we should record this because this might not end so well. But, yeah, it's like every, I feel like everybody, again, has a situation like that. But uh-huh. for me, I never get it on tape or anything. So it's like, oh, I just got to have to relive it in the memory bank. You well, because yeah. most of us don't usually do it where, like, it's a shark involved. Right. It's usually, like, the fifth drink that you had that <laughs> evening was the bad idea. Right. And that's not as recordable as, say, jumping in and, and trying to pet a shark. Right reverse. I just love how casual, like, he sounds like every friend I've ever had that regrets a moment immediately because he's not, he's not, a, like, pleading right away, please get me out of the water. He's just like, oh, I, I realize I've made this mistake on my own. Do you, and do you think he's just, I mean, a brave guy? Because, right, he doesn't sound, I mean, he's not, like, super panicked. Or do you think right. he's just that, like, freaked out? It's just like you don't even know how else to react. I don't know. No, you're right. I'm giving him a little credit for maybe being uh, uh, nonchalant about it. But maybe shock sets in and you're just, you're, you know, not sure what's going to happen next. I don't know. That's to me, is some pretty funny. And also, honestly, pretty uh, uh, a good uh, way to re- represent all of 2020 is, like, a lot of us went into this probably feeling good about things and then immediately feeling like no no no, this year is gonna suck but hopefully it all goes away hopefully it's uh you know we all get back to a better place i took that a bad road didn't i i went a very negative road at the end there no i mean okay i I see where you're going with it all right it's it's how i process everything right now i compare (laughs) it to the world in which we're currently living Uh, there's a lot of other things are you going to be watching the debate tonight by the way I'll probably tune in here and there. I mean, I'll probably watch some of your your Yankees tonight. I think they're the Good. they're the late game, right? They're the last. They game are. Tonight. Yeah. So I mean, I'll probably, the, I'll probably switch between the baseball and, and the debate. They're as they're as butted up as you possibly can be to the actual debate. So yeah. they are they are the latest game this evening. I will also be watching Toronto and Tampa Bay because if the Yankees do get through the first round, that's who they'd be playing in the second round. Uh, the White Sox are still winning right now. You're very lucky that this is happening now. You're going to have the rest of your evening. <laughs> do whatever you want with i heard i think i heard that you've already voted correct i did i i went and okay. early voted friday yeah there you go so then this debate for you is really just more uh a news guy hat going on than convincing you who to vote for yeah and i was i mean i know mark earlier was saying you know would you know you watch this first debate for you know what they're doing three of them it's like you know is there going to be anything in here that changes your decision and i yeah. you know Unless something, you know, if something if I hadn't voted and something crazy happened tonight or something, you know, whatever, it's like, I don't know if that would really have swayed my decision. So, but well, I mean, you still kind of want to tune in and see kind of what they have to say. And, and right, I guess maybe the, the news guy hat comes on just to kind of watch and, and pick it apart a little bit. I'll say that I looked through um, some of the early debates that were credited as being a, a big swing, a big change in the outcome of an election. And in almost every single one, one of the two candidates was a relative unknown. They were early on in a young career. Uh, they were people, Bill Clinton, for example, JFK, that were not necessarily thought to be a, a serious challenger to the other candidate who was much more well-known or probably uh, someone who was already sitting in an office position. So this debate does not feature an unknown. Joe Biden, the former vice president, is a well-known commodity to a lot of people. A lot of uh, supporters and those who dislike him are are utterly familiar uh, with most of the stances and platforms that he will be uh, discussing tonight. The same is absolutely obviously true about our current president. So I think that's what makes it unique. In the debates in which you really don't know a candidate and you're trying to get to know them for the first time, uh, there might have been a lot more sway to the average voter. But in tonight's debate, I think it's really just going to be 
all sides going in looking for what you expect to be, you know, uh, the, the biggest hits that are uh, your side of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I very uh, two well-known people will be going at it here. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's debate. not there, there's no big discoveries yeah. this evening. Uh, some of the obvious uh, things that are being discussed, though, are whether or not uh, President Trump is as uh, on the offensive as he typically is in debates and whether or not Joe Biden uh, takes the takes the bait or decides to do what I think I've heard a lot of his campaign said that he's going to do, which is try to, to go high uh, a la Michelle Obama and try to stay out of the the bickering back and forth that is more typical of the way in which uh, President Trump uh, debates. And, and if that will be a successful type of, of strategy, because the president is unique in his ability to to have things turn into a different version of a conversation than most politicians are ready for. So it'll be it'll be an interesting debate. I think that both sides coming in um, will have a lot of different things to go after the other on. I know that the taxes are going to be a huge talking point, I imagine, uh, for Joe Biden. And so that's going to come up for sure. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, those kind of in the moment right now discussions and on actual maybe policy, actual uh, decision making, you know, big idea things. That's the stuff that because of how well known these candidates are, that we probably won't have any surprises. There will be very few revelations as far as the the platforms and what you're voting for. So it'll be interesting to see. That's why maybe the Yankees to me are a more ad, more appealing uh, watch. But we'll we'll be doing both at the same time. I mean, as you know, a you talk show host, I feel like yes, you, you're you're probably going to do both. But you know, if I if I were you and I had my baseball team playing later, I'd probably yeah, I'd probably be a little more concerned about the Yankees or, or my White Sox right. as well. So you know, I know. Well, I I said to Betty, I'm going to have Bluetooth headphones and the Yankee game in the in the right hand corner of the room, mm-hmm. and the big TV, the like living room TV, is going to be everything debate. But I don't know if both ears will wind up being covered by the Bluetooth headphones or not. We'll see. We'll see as we go uh, what happens. I know that uh, it might be just as interesting for people to see a vice presidential debate and the people involved in that as the presidential debate, but that is obviously all coming up. Um, and there's just going to be so much baseball over the next few days. Are you watching the NBA at all, too, have I asked you? You know, I've watched a little bit of the playoffs here and there. I haven't been watching it religiously. I, I watched the Heat-Celtics game with the Heat clinching. I, I feel like I haven't seen any of the Lakers at all. I know they've been mm-hmm. playing well. But, I mean, that's the one thing I have. I mean, I've watched more baseball when you know once it got back sure. after. But I, I just honestly really didn't watch a whole lot of the NBA with them in the bubble. I don't know, which normally I watch the NBA playoffs. I don't know if that's just because it's, you know, not a typical time for it. It's all yeah. these other sports going on, football happening and all this, but yeah, not haven't watched as much as I would have liked. Well, we'll see. I mean, that starts tomorrow. Uh, game one of the NBA finals will be tomorrow evening, the Lakers against the Heat. Um, LeBron James played very well in game five, the clinching game for the Lakers against the Nuggets. Uh, he didn't necessarily play uh, quite as well. He didn't play poorly. He's LeBron James. He he had good games. Uh, but I think that Davis was by far the best player on the team in the last series. So it'll be interesting to see if LeBron, in order to kind of, you know, crystallize the the narrative that he's the best player ever to play this game, really steps up in the finals and and is unquestionably the best player, at least in that round. Uh, caller, what's your name? Hello? Uh, oh, no, all right, fine. There was a listener that was on the phone, and then they just gave up after a second there. So uh, call back, 829-2345, if you want to talk about any of the things that I'm discussing, discussing quite a few at the same time, baseball, uh, basketball, debates. Uh, did you see the Stanley Cup, by the way, or no? That's another one. I, ne- I didn't watch much of the NHL. I saw we gotcha. had a winner last night, though. 
We did. Yes, mm -hmm. that, that ended last night. I honestly just turned it on at the tail end because I was like, oh, yeah, there's a Stanley Cup happening, which I don't know why that is. Uh, hockey is obviously the, the lesser of the major sports uh, in our country, although at times, uh, especially here locally, if the Blackhawks are doing well, a lot of people get very involved in that. But the, the lightning win in a game six, uh, two to nothing against the Stars, and I, that was the first hockey game I watched post all of coronavirus and quarantine stuff. And it just so happened to be, I think, the last uh, period and a half of the, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals Game 6. Was it weird? You know, I feel like, again, I, I'm i a bandwagon Blackhawks fan. I'll admit it. Sure. So, you know, when they were playing well, I was watching a lot of that. I mean, hockey, I feel like, like any sport, not having the crowd there, I feel like it's kind of weird. But I don't know. It's so up and down hockey. It's like I feel like you almost don't know the crowd's not there until you know yeah you only, oh. you only really hear them when there's a goal it's like but with you know how quick the action is in hockey but I, I guess for the players i'm sure just another weird environment to be playing in a you know championship like that and just no fans there yeah no i you're absolutely right it's the speed of that game that i i didn't even pay attention one uh, minute although i only watched for uh, a period or so um to the fact that there were no fans in the stands maybe i'm just getting used to that too i don't know it'll be weird to see playoff baseball it'll weird to see valuable things happening where we have very limited or no fans at all though that'll be a strange uh, occurrence and one that's also very odd that it'll be sort of half and half the nl once they get into the bubble will be having some fans within the stadiums correct i yeah i believe i i did see that and the al will not mm -hmm. i don't know how that impacts the game i don't know how that changes the outcome of these games i know that there's technically a home team technically a road team although it's not going to be in their own stadiums I don't know how many fans will travel to see these games. I know, and I'm, I'm just going to say this on the air uh, so management can hear, if the Yankees wind up allowing fans into any sort of stadium anywhere in this country and they make it all the way to the World Series, there is a substantial chance that I'm taking some days off and going and seeing a World Series game and traveling and convincing the wife to do road trip with me. She doesn't look like she's convinced. Nope, she's not convinced. Um, because that would be pretty hard to pass up, although I imagine tickets would be ridiculous if it's like only half the stadium or less than that for a game like that, because tickets are usually expensive, but I imagine those would be through the roof expensive. Yeah, they, they might be a little pricey. Okay, so taking out a loan to go to a Yankee <laughs> game seems like, nope, that's definitely going to be a no from the missus, um, but I, I don't know. It, it would be sort of, it would be a story for the rest of your life, right, to say that not only did you see the season that was 2020, but you actually got to be in one of the only games in which fans were allowed to be there in the playoffs, Obviously, probably with your favorite team, one of the teams playing. I would say if you go to any, you know, playoff baseball game or if you were to go to a, you know, go to a big game down the stretch, I'd say that's memorable. I would say thousand percent memorable if you were to go to one this of year. the games this year where, where See, they okay. let some fans. Yeah. Now, I, I had a buddy in radio who's a huge Astros fan, which now he never, I think, wants to admit publicly at all, uh, that bought tickets for him and his dad when they were in the World Series a couple years ago. And, like, that to them is going to be a, a life memory you talk about all the time. So I know that, that it's always meaningful, certainly if you get all the way to World Series and you're not a team that's there all the time like the Yankees used to be. Um, but I, I imagine that this year just having that feather in the cap that, like, oh, I went to one of those games would be so unique. Caller, what's your name? Yeah, this is Tom. I'm going to make your day. All right, go ahead. Okay, this is the 50th year anniversary. Remember what happened in 1960 in the World Series? 1960 in the World Series? Yeah, well, actually, that was uh, 60 years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I do remember what happened in the 1960 World Series. Yes, between the Pirates and the Yankees. 
Yeah, that's when Mazeroski put yep. it in the seats. Yep, that's a ninth-inning walk-off home run. Uh, and that's one of the many, many valuable historical reasons that the Yankees are the best team in all of baseball. That's right. I mean, I got to go. give it to you. I'm a Pirates fan. I, I'm a Pirates fan, but you know, and I like Maris and Mantle, and uh, you know, what can you say? And Yogi, mm -hmm. Whitey Ford, yeah. Gil McDougal, yeah. Hank Bauer. What can you say? You know, anyway, who, you know no, who the MVP? Hold on. Do you know who the MVP of that World Series was? Even though the Pittsburgh Pirates did win it, you know who the MVP was? Uh, Elroy Face. No, no, no. The MVP of the 1960 World Series was Bobby Richardson, who is a New York Yankee. Even though you don't win the series, oh. you still get the MVP award. That, to me, I think is significant because, you know, honestly, the Yankees uh, deserve to win every single year. <laughs> well, they should have. If you look at the, the, the ones the Pirates won, they just eked out. The three that the Yankees won mm -hmm. were blowouts. They blew Vernon Law and Bob Friend and those guys off the mound. So yeah. anyway, no. good, luck, good luck to the Yankees. I mean, if anybody should win, it should be the Yankees. There we go. Thank you, buddy, as always, for calling in. Bye-bye. <laughs> right, right, talk to you later. You know what? I, 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 By the way, I don't think I explained that well. The reason that the Yankees deserve to be considered the best team in the history of the sport is because they've lost a bunch of World Series games in the last at-bat. They've been in so many, and they have so many championships, this organization, and yet there's multiple times I can tell you that they made it all the way to the last at-bat and lost a World Series, which technically means that even though we have the most any team has ever had and hopefully continue to have the most any team has ever had, we should have a few more. The Yankees should have about 33, 34 World Series wins. In my, if I'm counting, Neil, you think that makes sense? Yeah, I hear where you're coming from. I see. Okay. I see what you okay. mean. Okay. All right, there you go. And by the way, when you win an MVP award but don't win the series, I think that that's substantial. And pretty substantial, yeah. All right, there we go. A bunch of reasons why the Yankees deserve that one. All right, I'm going to take a break. A lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. That World Series featured a lot of very, very talented human beings in it. Uh, more after this, AM 1230 WJBC. Tell when someone is uh, being friendly and razzing you at the same time, by the way, as opposed to when someone is trying to do it to get under your skin. Uh, both the caller on the air who's talking about the 60 World Series and how the Yankees won, or excuse me, lost 10-9 in Game 7 to a walk-off home run. That's one of the, the most storied walk-off home runs in the history of the, the sport, I think. Uh, then you got a caller calling in, Steve, who's telling me he's not even going to watch the games. He didn't even care about baseball uh, this year. It's fine. I, you know, these guys are, are friends of the show, nice guys. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't get away from it. I don't care what happens in this sport. I don't care. Uh, Steve said that it's because of all the bickering over money that made him feel like this wasn't the, the sport for him this year, and I know he's not alone. But I, anything could happen, and I, I would still watch Yankee baseball. I can't not. It, it feels like... I don't know. I, I, I watch it all year long or talk about it all year long when it's not happening. Uh, the missus hears a lot of stories about the minor league players that are coming up the next year. So, so there's some things that just go, you know, the NBA for some or, or uh, baseball for me that go beyond whatever's going on in the world and whether you agree with it or not. I know that a lot of sports count on those fans, fans like me, uh, when they do have uh, maybe messages that they're putting out into the world or stances they're taking on all kinds of issues. Uh, they count on some people, whether you agree with it or not, not caring. And I certainly uh, fall more into that bucket. All right, I got to take another break. A lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. Pontiac, looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price? Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. 
Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder says rest of today, a mix of a few sun and clouds, more cloudy here this afternoon. Tonight will be mostly cloudy, a low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a bit breezier, a high of 68. Then Thursday will be sunny and cooler with a high of just 58. Right now, it's 58 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Big fan of Halsey. I believe it's Halsey's birthday today, too, as I heard on the Mark Strauss Show or on the uh, some of the shows. Somebody, maybe uh, Scott Miller, somebody mentioned uh, Halsey today. So uh, happy birthday to Halsey. Uh, if you're not a fan, I'm sorry. 829-2345 is the phone number if you want to get in. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Greg Collins Show. I'm going to keep updating you on the uh, uh, playoffs in baseball because, one, we run the Cardinals games, and two, I'm a bit of a baseball nerd. The White Sox are still winning 3 nothing in the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, Neil Doyle not trying to jinx anything. you got to be feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good right now. And, yeah, I'm uh, Lucas Giolito getting the start today for Chicago. The White Sox had mm-hmm. a no-hitter going into this seventh inning. They just broke that up. So they've got a guy on right now. Just hopefully, you know, Giolito gets out of this inning. Put up a couple runs here in the eighth and the ninth, and we'll uh, be okay here in game one. <laughs> a couple runs. You're I like, up three nothing. I, I like a little insurance here. I, you know, our That's bull, a little insurance. Bullpen, you want a whole bunch. Our bullpen's been pretty good this year, but with not, you know, this is the first time the White Sox have been in the playoffs since 2008. So it's that is spoken like a Chicago fan. If ever I've heard one, you're yeah. up three nothing going into the or in the bottom of the seventh, and you want to be up at least five so a grand slam doesn't tie it. You really? don't, you don't want to see the the tying run in any scenario in the ninth. Uh, that is that's awesome, man. I thought that like a two run lead was insurance. Well, no. I mean, again, I mean, I'm I'm pretty confident in our pitching staff. Bullpen right. again's been okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Giolito's been pretty good all year. But yeah, no, I uh, I would like a few insurance <laughs> runs. I mean, last inning we had a guy, Timmy Anderson, hit a double, and then of course Mancata, who can't swing the bat right now, yeah. can't drive in a run. Yeah, I would like some insurance runs, please. Fair enough, man. I lo- and also honestly, baseball is more home run happy than ever the last few years. So I guess a, a two, three run lead isn't necessarily what it used to be. But I remember watching the 2001 World Series, which I just talked about a minute ago, and going into the ninth of Game Seven with Mo up on the mound, Mariano Rivera, my favorite Yankee ever, by the way. Mariano uh, Tino Martinez is a guy I liked a lot, and of course the captain Derek Jeter. But Mo is just Mo. And uh, we were up by a run. We, because I'm part of the Yankees organization, and I had hoped for two uh, in order for that to be an insurance run. But no, no, no. According to a White Sox fan, you got to have five. Well, <laughs> I mean, and you're right. I mean, it's been, it's, it's different. Know, it's the era of the home run ball. All yeah. three of the White Sox runs today are from home runs. So, I mean, it's, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It, you, one swing of the bat can change things. Yeah. So five runs is the only scenario in which you can't uh, lose the game or have the game get tied in just one swing of the bat. So the bases loaded, Grand Slam still wouldn't do it. Uh, I love that. That's how baseball is now. I really hope that the Yankees, uh, when I'm knocking on every piece of wood around me just to make sure I don't jinx it, but I really hope the Yankees win tonight. If Garrett Cole is disliked by, um, by our team, um, by, by our fans, because he loses tonight to, to Shane Bieber, who's been just an insanely good um, baseball player this year, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I defend the Yankee fan who gets mad at their own players but this would be you know coming up against a brick wall i think if uh if garrett can't get it done tonight and I then mean, i have very bad feelings for the yankees chances of this world this uh playoffs i mean it's not very often you get 
uh, Garrett Cole, right, and Shane Bieber's been so good this. I mean, it's very rare you get a pitching matchup like this in the in the wild card series or whatever, right. you know whatever they're yes. calling it. So yeah, no, I mean it's it's going to be a fun one. I you know going to be the fact a, that one just, of these pitchers won't be in the playoffs <laughs> right. in three days is crazy. Yeah, that is. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a pitcher's duel, but I mean. Again, good good juju, good vibes, I think, going towards the Yankees. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I like the fact that we're covering. I'm just tempted to talk about Yankees every segment. I turn on the <laughs> microphone, and I'm like, do you think too much Yankees yet? No, probably not. All right, let's go. Uh, in other news, other things that are in the news today, um, a senator, uh, Diane Feinstein, who obviously has talked about uh, quite a bit, was in an airport, I guess, without a mask on. Uh, Tucker Carlson obtained the photos of this uh, event happening. I think this might have been uh, earlier this year that she had done that. And people are criticizing Dianne Feinstein quite a bit now on social media and what have you, uh, thanks to the Tucker Carlson show, because of that look. The only thing I would say in response to all of this, other than, yeah, it's, it's yet again uh, a politician who seems to say one thing, who asks for a mask mandate, and then uh, seems to go the opposite road in that world of, of, of behavior that masks or that uh, matches the, the things you're asking for publicly is just that in, in today's world with the amount of uh, cameras and, and photographic technology that exists, I would imagine, especially after the Nancy Pelosi story, that people stop risking uh, these kinds of things. And so it'll be interesting to kind of juxtapose this story, this viral story, with the debate that's going to be happening this evening and the fact that they won't be wearing masks. The audience will be. Uh, there will be a very reduced audience that will be masked up um, but the the two candidates will not have to wear masks. They will have tested negative. They will have done all those different things. Uh, it's interesting to think about the the imagery of that and then to compare the the candidates' conversations about what is and isn't valuable in that world. But it, it wouldn't have made sense to wear a mask to the debate. That's not something that any medical person would tell you would have been necessary. Everyone would have agreed that it's fine to, to be maskless. And yet I imagine that at some point that will be part of the reaction uh, to the debate itself or to the, the I know that they're not going to shake hands. I know they're not going to interact relatively closely. Social distancing, all those things apply. Uh, but every single time now that we have a gotcha moment, as far as certainly uh, Democratic politicians go and the the wearing or not wearing of a mask based on the conversations that are happening on a daily basis in any in any political world uh, makes it somewhat interesting to me that we will see Joe Biden this evening completely maskless for the entirety of the debate. But again, I'm not actually criticizing Joe. I want to make that crystal clear to the listeners here. I don't think he should wear a mask for a debate like this with the controlled conditions we have. And yet I, I do think it will be a storyline uh, somehow out of of the debate that it will be interesting, intriguing to a lot of people that that audience members are wearing. You know, it's also interesting, totally shifting gears away from the world of politics. Uh, but I've been watching The Masked Singer uh, which is just a, a show that Betty and I very much like. I know it's a silly show. It's a goofy show. And they go to these audience members during the show that are completely maskless, and they're, like, reacting. And I had to, to Google it. I had to research it because even me, like, like wow, I, Fox is totally okay with putting a, a, a group of people in a room and not taking any precautions. It's all just old footage. It's footage from, from previous seasons. None of it is is live and real. And if there is anyone in the... Uh, audience for these shows as they're happening now uh, they are members of staff and they are wearing masks so it's interesting that fox didn't want to show those individuals on tv they wanted to show people enjoying it normally enjoying it the way that they they used to uh these kind of events and being maskless but it's not actually live uh footage so it's very interesting the the continued conversations the continued debates as far as public 
uh, use in in the world of our politicians and the world of of well-known individuals uh, compared to to all of us, you know. And so, uh, Diane, the latest to now be wrapped up in a in a controversy. If you, if that's what you, that's a weird sentence, by the way. I just said a weird sentence. A mask being worn or not being worn is a legitimate political controversy in 2020. That is odd and yet true. Caller, what's your name? It's Brian. What's shaking? Not much, man. I don't. I don't know with the mask, like, I can't read people very well with a mask. So if, you know, your presidential candidates are up there with a the mask on, it's really kind of <laughs> kind of hard to read someone's face and their micro expressions and wouldn't you stuff assume, like that when they're completely masked up. Wouldn't you have assumed, though? Like, they're all lying. They're politicians. Okay. No, sure. Wouldn't you have assumed, though, that Joe Biden would have pushed to wear a mask at some point during the debate? I would have assumed that he would ask to wear one, even though it was completely unnecessary to do it, and he will not be. Just because of the, like, look, this story is a great example of Dianne Feinstein being ridiculed quite a bit on social media and and throughout a lot of, I guess, some places on television for showing up to an airport without a mask on. And these are, uh, you know, a lot of people who support the president that feel the mask mandate is silly and they, they think this is a, an obvious demonstration of how politicians are out of touch. And yet tonight we'll see a debate where the Democratic candidate mask free the whole time. Yeah, I mean, the way they talk about it and the seriousness they yes. put on it all the time. I mean, yeah. you would think just because you think just because someone says you don't have to wear one, you by the way you speak about what's going on in the world, you would just like, I don't care if they say it's safe. I'm wearing a mask because, you know, this stuff's killer. You know, it I mean, you well, know, 99.8% of people survive, but I could be the 0. .00 that dies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I'm not that's, even. That's the way that's the way they spit it all the time is that it's just so deadly and it's so crazy world yes. that, you know what I mean? You don't want this stuff. You're going to die. You think they would, you think well, they would at least, you know, the way, with, you know, just like Pelosi, just like any of them. You sure. think that if it's so deadly and stuff that you would mask up. Well, it's not even just, no I, it's not says. even just trying to validate the need to, to wear it per se, based on just the reactions publicly um, from the back and forth debate on that. I'm surprised. Candidly, I'm going to say this, and I've said it before in the show. I'm surprised the mask thing is is such a hotly debated thing in general. I understand the slippery slope concept that I've heard people say as to why they want the freedom to choose to wear one or not wear one. But uh, to me, I would I would judge those situations one at a time. And when someone asks me to do something other than put a mask on, uh, and I feel that that's too far an invasion of my privacy, I'd say no. This to me doesn't make sense. It's never made sense the debate oh, to wear them or not. Yeah. I just I just think a lot of the people that really get on the mask debate to me personally they never grew up really like with real life like <laughs> problems you okay. know what I mean? like seriously like you know what I mean yeah. like I hear people and I, it's one of the other hosts on here that like man it makes me wonder the privileged life that someone's lived that your big worry in life is a mask I'm like I don't want to wear it, but I mean, where I drive and what I do every day, it makes everybody else more comfortable. I mean, I could really personally care less, but I play the rules with the game that I'm given. You know what I mean? And sure. I'm not in, I'm not wearing the crown, so I don't get to make the rules, you sure. know? I'm like, if I got to make the rules, we'd be living in a whole different world, <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't know if Hold everybody's on. ready for that. I like, <laughs> you know? I like that. I mentioned that before, and I got to let you go in a second because I'm way behind on a break, Brian. Thank you, as always, for calling in. Um, I had this bit I did with a, an old radio um, a co-host of mine where we'd let everybody be king for a day, not even president. Like, everyone gets one day, you get to be king. All rules you throw out are followed, but only for 24 hours. What is the rules, if any, off the top of your head that you immediately would institute 
in the one day Brian's king for a day? Well, instantly, right off the gate, I'd have all the testing for our children, the park test, the map test, all that kind of stuff that actually funds the schools that the kids, I'd actually have that stuff deal with the kids. Okay. Or if you take a test and like, hey, little Timmy, hey, you could be a nuclear physicist. I'm not going to make you do this, but if you go this route, I'm going to pay for your school. I'm going to get you on the bed. You know what I mean? Like that gotcha. kind of stuff is in my world. That is yeah. amazing that I threw out King for a day to Brian and his reform was in the education system of children. I would have thought that you would ask for like, you know, two boats or something. These are the things I would have done, man. You deserve King. Well, I mean, I could have the kids. I, I could, I could have, I could have the kids going to school on a big boat. If that makes <laughs> you feel better. <laughs> it's up to you. You're King for a day, but thank you for the call, buddy. Yep, have a good one. No problem. Man, look at look at how, how you know, giving Brian is as king for a day. Again, like, the thing I would have done is let the Yankee game happen in my backyard. That would have been my role as king for a day. The Yankees have to come play a World Series game in my backyard. Neil, do you have a king for a day idea before I take a break? King for the day You get idea. king for a day. Anything you want is given to you, but it's only 24 hours. So like, Brian's change to, to the testing system in education can be changed by the next king uh, 24 hours later, so I don't know if it's going to stick. Uh, but you get anything you want for one day. What do you do? Everybody gets the day off work. There we go. Everybody gets the day off, and we all get a, a raise mm -hmm. for a day. Perfect. How about that? I like that. Right. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't make sense. Um, but okay, cool. I would still just have the Yankees play a baseball game in my backyard. That's, that's definitely what I would do. And I get to umpire the game, actually. <laughs> I think I get that, too. I'm the behind-the-home plate umpire. That would, I would love to see it. Dude, I'm going to be calling some aggressive strikes for the opponent, and the Yankees are going to have a tight, tight strike zone. Pontiac, looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price? Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Hardy, Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Quiet but cool for the rest of the day. Today we'll see some lingering clouds, and some of those may continue into tonight. But we should begin to clear out as we head into tomorrow morning. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow falling back into the mid-40s. And we'll see some sunshine for your Wednesday. It will be breezy, though, with wind gusts as high as 30 or 35 miles an hour. High temperatures tomorrow afternoon in the upper 60s. We're only in the upper 50s, though, Thursday afternoon. Mostly sunny skies in the forecast and sunny and a little bit chilly for Friday with highs only in the mid-50s. We're closer to 60 degrees as we head into the weekend. Some showers on the way for the weekend forecast, especially late Saturday into Saturday night and Sunday. And then a little bit warmer as we head into next week. Some temperatures will be back in the 70s for the upcoming work week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 58 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. So you're watching the game and you say to yourself, wait a minute, was that another ad for FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook? Is that legal now in Illinois? Uh, you bet it is. You can throw down on the games. Uh, you may have heard that Illinois is also requiring you to set up these accounts in person for a limited time that's waived. So you have, you, if you act fast, you can add the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app to your rotating list of things that make the game as fun as possible without having to go through the hoops uh, joining up in person. Uh, and best of all, you get a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. I love uh, this aspect of FanDuel. There seems to be uh, one or two ways every single day that they're adding additional benefits to those of us 
who bet and don't exactly win because it's fun to have something riding on a game, especially a baseball game. But if you happen to not win, even after some seventh inning uh, occurrences happen, there are ways in which FanDuel gives you the money back. It's my favorite thing. The seventh inning insurance is something that I'm talking about ad nauseum because I'm using it on a fairly regular basis. Uh, look, there's a reason FanDuel Paradise and their sportsbook app is number one in this country. They've got the odds in all the biggest games. Uh, they make it simple and intuitive to find the bets you want to place. And best of all, they make it easy to get your winnings in as little as 24 hours because beating the spread is hard enough. You shouldn't have to jump through hoops to get those funds back. To claim your risk-free first bet, just download the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app and sign up with the promo code CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G. That would be nice. Make me look a little bit good. Uh, that's the promo code CRAIG. Uh, you have to be 21 and present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. Uh, refund is issued as a non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after you receive it. Restrictions do apply. See the full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLING. I say often, this is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. You can get involved in the show all kinds of different ways. You can dial the phone number 829-2345, but you can also reach me on Facebook. Send me a message there, and I will read that message on the air. Just got one from Matt, who is a new listener. Found me via the Brian Noonan uh, things that I've been doing, the quarantine cast on Wednesdays. Uh, they've been nice to let me fill in and be a part of that as Cody is off. Uh, Cody Goff, who's also a regular guest on the Craig Collins Show every Monday at 5. Uh, but Cody's got a brand-new kid, so he's been spending some time away from radio, uh, away from uh, uh, the quarantine cast on the Brian Noonan Show page on Facebook.com on Wednesday nights. So I've been jumping in. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Matt listens there. He said that if he were king for a day, which is a segment I was just doing before the news, giving you the authority to do anything you want, knowing that you only have 24 hours in which it works, so like some big changes, they probably won't last if the next king after you doesn't uh, agree with your your decisions. He said that he would add a fact checker to the tonight's debate because, and this is me quoting Matt, uh, he said that he would like to see the, the angry orange head spin if he were king for a day by adding a fact checker to the debate. I know that a lot of people accuse the president of lying uh, quite a bit. Obviously, the Bob Woodward recordings make uh, people who feel that the president is dishonest even more uh, strengthened in the opinion that that is is definitely the occurrence on on a fairly regular basis. I imagine that no politician at all, though, would like to see any any kind any kind of fact checker involved in any kind of debating, um, because there's a lot of ways in which you even like misuse a stat. You know, like it's technically true, but you've you've changed it. Just to, I would never want to be a politician. Actually, out of all the gigs that I would like to see for a day get suspended. And I know we have some really good politicians here locally, so I guess uh, there are exceptions to this rule. But if I were king for a day, maybe give one day break where politicians, all of them, just have to, you know, uh, go be regular humans and not do political things for 24 hours. That might be nice. Maybe, maybe have them all play a baseball game against each other in my backyard with me as the umpire, just like the Yankees, but have no one do any political things. I know we need politicians and government and all that stuff, so it couldn't be permanent. It's just 24 hours, a 24-hour break. Uh, Neil said that he'd make everybody go home and not do a job. I imagine that included the politicians. Yes. See, there you mm -hmm. go. I think they'd embrace it, too, by the way. Like, 24 hours and nobody having to do a gig, everybody having the day off, that would be, except for some very important, you know, uh, uh, personnel, uh, everybody else having the day off. I think we would all we would all be on board for that. I think everybody would just benefit from it. You need, you need a day to just 
get get out and not have to worry about anything. And, what if and all again, the TV stations just had nothing on either? <laughs> like, what if you, you turn, because, like, everybody gets a day off, so I flip on, like, any ch- station, and it's like, there's nothing here. If there's breaking news that's valuable, we'll put a ticker on, but nobody's working. It'd be interesting. And, again, right? I mean, yes, you have the weekend. You can take vacation if you have that privilege and things like that. But to have a day where you knew everybody is not working, I, I just think it would be a different mindset for everybody. No, honestly, like if we had one day where everything paused and honestly, like the the way that someone would argue against that is like, what about the serious things? What about if there's like crimes or, you know, and so, yes, of course, every single human being that makes a a joke about how it'd be great for us to all have 24 hours of peace understands like that's the way that you win or lose arguments now, by the way, any argument, anything you do, anything even silly that you talk about, someone's going to come in with the extreme take of the only way in which it doesn't work. But if we ignore that just for the possibility of a second of fun, uh, it would be great if everybody collectively could take a personal day at the same time. This is very similar to my concept of like a a lunch where none of us are allowed to bring any technology and we all just have to go to the park. Obviously, after COVID-19 is not a thing anymore. Um, But it'd be great, man, if we all had like timeout days. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, we throw ideas sometimes out here on the show. Maybe this is something. This yeah. is something we, we petition for. I don't we know. We got to get everybody in, though. Like, I need I need to be collective. It would be, uh, you know, a heck of an experience if, if nobody did anything for 24 hours. I, I, again, think it would be quite interesting. Now, right. logistically speaking, is this would this be able to happen? Well, I don't know. Okay, but right. it's interesting to think about. Oh, Netflix, though, would just be crud. Like, the online streaming <laughs> yeah. of Netflix would be destroyed if no one had anything to do. Um I don't know, though. That, that to me, is a great idea. Oh, hold on. We're getting a caller now. I don't know what they want to do. Uh, caller, what's your name? This is Jim. Go ahead, buddy. Um, that, that would be a great idea in theory, but think about how many people there would be with backed up toilets or that they couldn't fix or plumbing issues or electrical issues or no the general house things that need to be fixed. I know in execution, it's not as valuable as it, as it can be in theory. I, I get it, but it would still be lovely if, if we could predominantly take, you know, uh, a collective day off, that would be wonderful. Oh, well, no, I, either that or could. go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great idea in theory, but uh, unfortunately things that people no. need all the time are, break so i i know and honestly you could say any kind of thing like not just the the repairs that need to be done but obviously like medical issues would have to be addressed with i i know all the reasons it can't work jim i'm just i'm trying <laughs> how, how would the single people survive that can't actually cook for themselves for a day <laughs> they'd all starve to death look you know what actually i have this conversation a lot <laughs> my my wife seems to forget that i was i was at one time a single man jim and and we do the those of us who cannot cook we do come up with food options they're not great do i utilize a lot of mac and cheese and chicken nuggets i do but i could make it i think two or three days on my own i'm proud of that who, who didn't live out of t- who didn't live on takeout pizza for weeks at a time see there you go although if everybody gets a day off there's no takeout pizza oh my god i've just realized i know problem. okay thank you for the call bud you're welcome bye no takeout food for your day neil nothing that you be- show you gotta like walk into the wendy's and make it yourself now that would be fun wouldn't it I you know they yeah. used to do that at, at domino's really there were, I, well, okay, maybe I'm misremembering because I was a, a Boy Scout and maybe they just let the Boy Scouts do it. But I feel like when I was growing up in Jersey, there was like a day or a time where you could go 
to the old Domino's and make your own pizza. Although I feel like the, the legalities of that probably make it also impossible, but I know I did it at least once as a member of the Boy Scouts with other Boy Scouts. So maybe it was very specific to our trip there, uh, but it, it's something that should uh, be available if it's not. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to get back there? I think there I just and... lied on the radio. I think <laughs> I just made something up. Isn't there a steakhouse in Peoria that lets you cook stuff? I don't know. There might. I think so. There might be. Like Alexander's or something like that. There's some place where you can just like show up and make your own make your own food. Although I don't totally get, and I'm not trying to bash a restaurant. Obviously, they're not a sponsor. Otherwise, <laughs> we would know for sure. Um, but that is such a gimmick to open a restaurant and then get the people who are coming in to eat the food they're paying extra money for to make it themselves. That is a very smart move by the restaurant tour to convince you that this is like a, you know, a unique experience that you can't have at home. You're making the food in the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, if, if they've got you making everything, I mean, I, there's the places that, you know, you, you can grill your meat like at your table, things like that. I mean, that's kind of, I get the like interactive part of the no, experience. I don't. Mm -mm. Well, Neil, I do not. I want everything cooked for me. If I wanted to cook it myself and burn it, I would just stay at home. <laughs> well, I think if they're doing it the right way, they tell you, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. This, you know, we recommend you put it on there for this long. And they kind of, I think they, if they do it right, they kind of help walk you through it. And again, it's, you know, some people want that experience and I, I, I get it. I don't know. Okay. I, I see Alexander's here in, in uh, Bloomington Normal does that, according to Dan Lloyd, unofficial producer of the show. Uh, are they a sponsor? <laughs> that I that would be a good question. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because otherwise, I take everything I said back yet again, and then <laughs> only at Alexander's is it a load of fun to make a steak by yourself and uh, be prevented from burning it, like you said. If they're helping me along, although I would be the kind of person you assist in which you kind of just do it yourself. I'm the guy in the group project who did none of the work. If I go to a restaurant and have someone supervise my cooking of my food product, that is like Betty's life every single day. I don't know if she thinks that that's something that the restaurants want to experience. Betty? No? Yes? Do you think? No. She's shaking her head. No. No. That's not a, that's not a fun time. That's how they do it, though? They really, like, tell you when to flip it and stuff? I, you know, I've, I've been to a place, yeah, where they kind of help walk you through. Now, I don't, I don't know if Miss Alexander's does or not. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if most of those places are offering that option that yeah they'll kind of you know i don't know if they're gonna you know stand there and watch you do it but they kind of would suggest here yeah here's what you're supposed to do i'd keep it on this long this or that and then it also gives you the option i mean most of those places i feel like you're doing like a you know some type of meat or right. something like that so you know most people if you've gone out and ordered a steak or something like that you kind of know how you like it done or have probably cooked a steak before you know at least once maybe twice so i think they kind of Again, give you some guidelines, and then you just kind of, you, you know, if you're winging it, you're winging it, or you go out and see if you can do it well, and, and it might turn, see, turn out good. I don't know. If you're right about that, and I've obviously never been to Alexander's, it sounds like you haven't either, um, but if we go and there are people, like, uh, shadowing, I'd love to interview uh, those people because every time a guy like me comes in, they're like, oh, we know you. We hate you because we can't talk to anybody else. The entire time I'm cooking, they're like, I can't leave this guy alone. He is the level of, uh, of skill that we, uh, we can't trust for a second. Caller, what's your name? Chris, what do you want yeah, to say? I, I go. Oh, I I live near Bloomington. They have an Alexander's too, gotcha. and they will cook it for you, or they let you cook it yourself. Okay, it's you, like an extra. It's like an extra dollar for them to cook it or two bucks, something like that. Got it. Do you have you ever noticed if they start to put photos up of individuals that they won't let cook it? Because I imagine I would make that wall. <laughs> I have never noticed that. Chris. Okay, well then but, I'll be uh, the first. Next, next time I'll look. Okay, thank you, Chris. <laughs>
Have a good one. Bye. It's the it's the wall of dishonor. They have like the walls of honor, the things where like you do an eating competition, you eat more wings than anybody else, you get up on the wall. This would be my the, the only restaurant wall I could ever make is one where they make you cook things, and if you do it so badly that they'll never let you do it again, they put your photo up on a wall. It's the only restaurant wall I'd ever make. You don't think still, even if they kind of helped no guide chance, you through, Neil. still? No, no. If it's a steak, I mean, I used to complain all the time about it being cooked wrong. I'm not going to hit that. You could. I have no chance. But I will say, uh, maybe I'll try to go to Alexander's and make the uh, the wall of dishonor, which I'm going to throw <laughs> that idea to them and see how they feel about it. Quick break. A lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. BC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder for tonight. Mostly cloudy skies, a low dropping to 45. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny, breezier, a high of 68. Then Thursday again sunny, a bit cooler though, with a high of just 58. Right now, 58 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. Hey there, it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Thrilled to be with you here every day, Monday through Friday, from 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock on AM 1230, except when there's a Cardinals game, uh, like tomorrow. That game starts at around 3, so I will be off the air, or at least the pregame starts around 3. Right, I got that right. It's like 3.15, something like that. Yeah, it's a weird time with the uh, old TV schedule. I believe it's a 3.12 pregame. Okay, yeah. 312 pregame. Mm -hmm. I will make sure to be off right at 312 and not a second <laughs> before or after um, for Cardinals baseball tomorrow. Uh, if you want to hear, I'll go ahead and put up a podcast of the preview of that from the Cardinals Nation's Brian Walton. Uh, so that'll be on my Facebook page after the show today. Uh, I think that a lot of people feel good about the cards, uh, not just Brian. Uh, a lot of people feel good about their chances. You got to feel good about the White Sox there, by the way, Neil. Good win. Good win. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I mean, our Lucas <laughs> Listen Field. to the caution. It is everything. They won a game today, and he's like, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. We could still lose two in a row, so let's get let's get to it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, we got a great start. Giolito was awesome yes. today. Uh, again, you know, would have liked some more runs, four runs. Yes, that's not mm -hmm. bad. All of them came off the home run ball, which is whatever. You'll take it. I mean, you'll take whatever yeah. you can get. But, yeah, I mean, great, great start. Got enough runs. And so, yeah, I mean, you move on to tomorrow. <laughs> it's just weird to think. One, I mean, we haven't been in the playoffs in so long, so I know. I've, I've got to be a little skeptical. No, but, you should. It's fine. But it's weird to think that all of a sudden now tomorrow, I mean, and they play again at 2 o'clock tomorrow, so we'll they do. probably hopefully around this time see how tomorrow's game ends up. I mean, by tomorrow at this time, the White Sox could be in the next round of the playoffs, which I, you know, two years ago fine probably, probably, wouldn't have, uh, probably wouldn't have thought that would have been the case. So Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I, I just love the Chicago fandom that's coming out of you. Uh, <laughs> it's coming out of you in droves right now. It's fine. It's not really a thing. I mean, we got to get all the way. You, you never know what could happen. But I, I think that they, they're sitting in a good spot. I hope the Yankees are in a similar spot tonight. I'm just going to keep saying that. I hope I'm not, uh, you know, losing our chance, though. I hope I'm not giving us any bad juju. Uh, Betty, you will be making some hot dogs this evening. Is that correct? Is that uh, you're looking pretty forward to the hot dogs or the, f the baseball? Uh, the hot dogs. You're looking more to the hot dogs. Yeah, because I'm getting hungry, actually. And we made, we bought some, like, really fancy ones. Yeah, okay. we did. They're we like, they were on sale. I, I like the Nathan's we, hot dog. Yeah. The Nathan's hot dog comes out of Yankee Stadium is the way that I understand it, although I don't think that's accurate, but they serve it there. Yeah. Uh, you bought us, like, these organic beef fancy things that were on sale at the Fresh Dine. Yeah, they were uh, $3.50. And they're so. supposed to be, like, $8 for four. That's a fancy <laughs> they were hot dog. Yeah. Right. But uh, that's what you're looking forward to in the debate more than the Yankee baseball. Well, the hot dog. 
Okay, the mostly <laughs> is mostly the yes, hot dog. Yes, because I'm getting okay. pretty hungry. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so I can make a hot dog, by the way. If you want me to cook those, I can handle that. Yeah, you can handle I'll that. that. I can done. handle guacamole. Oh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be easier. Homemade me. guacamole. We yes. should put that recipe up on for Betty's recipes yeah. on the Facebook page. It's quite easy. Is it? Yes. It doesn't sound easy. It doesn't look easy. You mix yeah. a lot of ingredients together and you, you know. No, it's just like probably like uh, six ingredients total. You, I think so. And then you just mix it. I can't do more than two. I'm a two-ingredient human. Maruchas and hot water. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ramen noodle is a great example. That yeah. has two ingredients. Minerals. Well, yeah. I guess if you count the hot water, three. But it's yeah. got the it's got the flavor packet. The flavor packet, right? which is like sometimes you open it and you just uh -huh. spill all over. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's outing me for screwing up a Sorry, ramen noodle. Kirk. But if, if Alexander's is listening, they're like, okay, yeah, he'd make the wall. Yeah, yeah. for sure he would. I, ha I, can't. I have, like, uh, my rug. I have to have it, like, close to me or around you, like, just in case you, you like. Uh, I make a mess. Yes. I'm like Chef Kobe. I, I make yeah, a mess every. Yeah. Chef Kobe's a baby who cooks. It's a baby who he cooks. He and I too. cook similarly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You got you to gotta spread out the ingredients to have a good time. Right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I try to flip things, too, by the way. This is the new thing, and I, I think I've gotten comments about this before. I know we mentioned it because I made uh, pancakes for us one day. I made uh, um, uh, eggs, all that kind of stuff, but I want to flip it, and I don't have – what is the – do you learn that? Like, when does that happen That's in the process? That's practice, Craig. Okay. How do I practice it, though, without cooking food? Well, you food? cook a lot in the kitchen. <laughs> no, but no, hold on. I don't want Right, Neil? No, yeah. Neil's laughing. He's no, dying. I'm, I'm just, it, I mean, it is. It's practice. That she said, how do you do that? And Betty hit it on the head again. You, you got to get in the kitchen. You got to start cooking. There you go. But I don't, I don't want to <laughs> keep ruining pancakes. Is there something I can do to, like, fake practice this? Oh, is there the a worst full part, version? Well, hold on. The worst part is, like, when I make uh, pancakes, like, Betty, those are too dark. You cook them way too hey, much. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Because I like pancakes, like pretty brown. You like, like the crisp yes, yes. Yeah, it's a pancake. I don't know. Yeah, I, they're, yeah. they're delicious, though, Betty. Come on, don't <laughs> at me like that. But I, I don't know. Like, they should make something that you can practice, the flipping without it being actual food. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't I, that be a product? I kind of think if, I mean, if you buy, you can, I mean, I feel like you can buy some pretty cheap pancake mix. No, I know. I, I mean, I mean, that's not, even if you wanted to do, I mean, if you find a really cheap carton of eggs and throw, right. you know, fry those up and that's a good one to i think kind of practice and flip those i mean that's true yeah. no it's know. it's i don't know i don't want to like throw out i can show you though. how to make like a tostada like with a, a scrambled egg in the top and you just flip it you're saying this on the radio good. you know you don't want to show me how to make a tostada you know well, that in the it's kitchen just like i'm always <laughs> concerned because you you are afraid of like the fire in the stove or the stove is this is like... this is a rough segment for me <laughs> <laughs> neil are, are you you cook a lot uh, yeah, nor, I mean, I, I've grew up in, you know, cooking with my mom a lot. And so, yeah. And then I, okay. you know, I'm pretty good during the week about cooking. And then when it gets to the weekend, that's when I get bad and maybe order out a little bit more, but yes, I, I yeah. like to cook. All right. So question for then, uh, the two cooks on the show, which is not me, how, uh, fireproof do you think you are? Because Betty seems to think that she is more fireproof than the average person because of her cooking skills. She thinks that, you know, a little bit of potential burning of your fingers is something you can handle, yeah. uh, and I can't. I am a, a baby, as you say, or yeah. scared of the fire. Do you think that you are a tad bit fire, like not fully fireproof, Neil, but just a little bit more than the average person? I mean, I think I'm comfortable enough around you okay. know, flames and that. So, yeah, I don't know if I'd say I'm fireproof, but, yeah, no, it, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> scare me at all. Have you ever touched something that other people would think would be too hot to touch, but you're like, it's no big deal, I can handle this because I'm just I'm putting it down quickly? Yeah, maybe a few times. 
I mean, like Betty does this all the time. Yeah, I do that all the time when yeah. I like I take the pizza out of but the oven. But you burn yourself sometimes. Well, it's not like a like a like an emergency burn. It's just like a little bit, and and the next day it's, it's gonna be fine. But but you freak out and want me to take to the hospital sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a burns is bad. That's a bad. I don't. It's a bad thing. I well, read yes, that. it's bad, but you yeah. gotta do it at super fast. Oh. and yeah. By the way, no, you do have to do it super fast. I burned myself while we were making a, a bonfire over the weekend. Yeah, you did. There, you this did. is a tip, the pro tip for everybody out there, anyone who does bonfires. Do not use hand sanitizer before <laughs> bonfiring because that's alcohol you're putting on your hands, which makes it more likely for bonfire <laughs> yeah, do not do to that. enjoy do your not hands. Attempt to do that. that is that's a pro tip that I learned the hard way. Caller, what's your name? John. John, what do you want to say? As far as uh Touching hot things. Yes. Yeah, if you cook a lot, your fingers get more used to it, and they don't. Yes. They don't develop uh, scars or anything like that. See, no, it, John. It's just, it's, I'm sorry. I've heard that about like playing instruments. You get calluses on your fingers from playing the guitar over time. I don't think that that works for fire. I just don't think that human beings can build up a tolerance to fire, even though you're saying you can. And obviously, I'm just showing my inability to cook. Maybe right now. But it makes no sense to me. Betty is unafraid of, of fire. Yeah, I, and fire, I'm unafraid as well when I'm cooking. Um, okay. One example I can give is like at a Christmas meal with, I've got like 27 relatives that were there. And the bread basket that I was putting on the table started on fire. I just went back and put some water on it and was done with it. But mm -hmm. my daughter, one of my daughters who I'm teaching to cook, uh -huh. she will touch something and it is just so hot yeah. that she can't stand it. And I can just pick it up with my fingers. See, yeah. I, I, so I know. My, and I don't, okay. have, I don't have calluses or anything like that on Christ. my fingers. You're just superhuman. But I cook pretty much every... No, I'm not superhuman. Tag. I just cook every night, and it just they you just get used to it. And Betty, I assume, is the same way. Yeah, no, for sure, right, Betty? Yeah, you you just get used to it. Uh, when you put like, for example, take like uh, the metal. Uh, I don't know the metal uh, handle to something. Yeah, something yeah. you do it super fast. Uh, oh, oh, and of course, you gotta you gotta like. You gotta wait a little bit right, to yeah. cool down. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm talking about I don't know yeah. when you when you warm tortillas. Or have you ever warmed tortillas like in a tray or something? Uh, John, have you ever uh, made tortillas? Have you ever crisped some tortillas or something on some sort of? Yes, like flat? I have. Okay, there you go. I have made tortillas. There you but, go. But uh, the other interesting thing is, uh, does Betty ever use a hot pad or does she always use a towel? Do you ever use like a hot pan? No, she a towel at best. Sometimes yeah, nothing. Yeah, I always have like a little towel, like where yeah. they, they, when you're they cooking around things. your waist. Yes, yes, that's what she uses. Yeah, that's what my my wife, who isn't the greatest cook in the world, I'm not saying she's a bad cook, <laughs> but my wife uses these hot pads. Yeah, and I'm like, no, if you're gonna be an, a chef or a cook. 
You need to towel. You need to use a towel. Yeah, I got it. You need to towel. I, now, uh, John, okay. I, I want you to say one more time that your wife's not a bad cook because I don't want you to get into a fight when you get home. It sounds like you're in the car on the way home. If your wife heard you say that on the air, I'm going to give you one more chance to say she's She's, she's not going to say that, but <laughs> she has... She has been looking on Reddit lately, mm-hmm. and she has made a few wonderful, wonderful meals lately. There you go. Well, very cool. We'll, we'll, so check, we'll check out Reddit. She follow the recipes, and yeah, she made these uh, amazing, which I've tried to get them to order at restaurants, these amazing, like, uh, Italian beef sandwiches. Okay. But she found a recipe with uh, Hawaiian rolls, and they're just to die for. That sounds amazing. Uh, thank you, as so, always, for the call, yeah, man. She, she can do that, but she go. just doesn't. Like, Fair enough. Well, thank okay, you for calling thanks. in. Sure. Bye. No problem. That was John calling in saying that he's got a bunch of different uh, uh, um, immunities to fire just like you. And I know he said that he doesn't sound like a superhero. It, it does to me. You guys lift things that I can't touch because there's too much hot, you too just much fire. These, Craig. No, it's no. I can't practice myself to be immune to, to heat. It's not a thing. That makes no sense. I'm, well, I'm, I'm confused. Like that I'm alone. A, as, as Neil I have said, no help from Neil. There are like pancakes already pre-made in, mm-hmm. in the market, so you you can practice with those to do flipping. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because great chefs they have they've been in the kitchen for years and years. But what if my goal is that. not to be a great chef? What if my goal is to make a meal that's edible? That's that's the the heights I want to reach. Uh, I don't know then. Am I wrong, Betty just got very upset. She's like, "Really, you don't want to be a great chef someday? I don't see it happening for me. I feel like that calling has been missed." But maybe I don't know. I did burn myself again doing a bonfire. I wasn't even cooking anything. I was really? I was moving logs in a bonfire, and I burned myself. So pro tip: don't use hand sanitizer. No. I don't. No. I don't know if we all would have thought of that. Neil, did you think think of that beforehand? You know, I don't know initially if I would have, but now thinking about it, I'm, I'm a little ner- I, When I heard that, I got a little nervous. I'm like, oh, goodness, mm-hmm. you got your hand caught in there with a little sanitizer on it. It did. There was a little bit of flame popping up, and I had to blow some things yep. out on the old fingers. I'm still not sure that I got all the feeling back in one of my index fingers. But that's that's why I shouldn't be trusted at Alexander's to make yeah. anybody a steak. This was a long way around to the same point <laughs> I made a little while ago. we got to take a break. A lot more in a bit on AM 1230 WJBC. Um, okay, fine. I think that I've disappointed my wife too much. I do intend to one day be a great chef. A great chef. There we go. That's who, different. Who can flip a pancake. Yeah. That's great chef to me. All right, yeah. quick break. A lot more AM 1230. Hey, uh, everybody likes Betty. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I'm not sure if that played, actually, but I tried to play an Everybody Loves Betty drop because we just got another call off the air. Somebody's saying how great Betty's doing on the air. I can't wait for you to host the show, Betty. I can't wait for you to take over the entire show. And then all I have to do is be like co-host, stay-at-home husband. No, Craig. No? You're not ready for it? No? You no, sure? No, that won't be fun. I said, at least an episode. Just do a day. I, I can go watch the Yankee game early and you can do the whole show. Well, the fans will love it. The listeners. It's, you got to have a gift. And I think that you love to talk. <laughs> I, think yeah. you're, I think you're adorable, though. And you're funny and you're doing great. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. But Let's just compliment each other since we're married. It's not awkward. <laughs> sometimes it's just like difficult for me because I cannot like... Uh, speak up the way that I want it, and yeah. uh, it, it just I get a little bit frustrated. But other than that, yeah, I love it. Yeah, you yeah. wish that it was in Spanish though, every so often. Sometimes, yeah. Okay, maybe we'll do a Spanish show. That'll yeah. be really, really tough for me. Yeah, like yesterday, I talked to my mom for an hour and forty minutes in Spanish, yes. and then I talked to talk to you, and I was like, oh wait, I have to switch to, to English because 
after being in a, for a long time with my mom, is my brain is just like. No, I know. And you always call it your hamster too, which yes, I my love. Hamster, yeah. yeah, you say your hamster gets tired from running yeah, too fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My hamster would be very tired in a very <laughs> Spanish show if we tried to do one. We'll do a segment. We'll do a Spanish only segment and see how long I last. Yeah. But okay. This Sound right. exciting? Neil, good idea? I like it. You take any Spanish in college? Uh, I took I took some in high school and did not in college, so I okay. know some stuff. But It's going to be rough on Neil and I, yeah. sounds like. Mm-hmm. Do a half hour at the end of the week, just yeah. Spanish only, half hour. News yeah. got to be in Spanish. Everything's you, in Spanish. You guys need probably to go and live in Mexico for a couple of months. The chief meteorologist, Brian Walder. Quiet but cool for the rest of the day. Today we'll see some lingering clouds, and some of those may continue into tonight. But we should begin to clear out as we head into tomorrow morning. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow falling back into the mid-40s. And we'll see some sunshine for your Wednesday. It will be breezy, though, with wind gusts as high as 30 or 35 miles an hour. High temperatures tomorrow afternoon in the upper 60s. We're only in the upper 50s, though, Thursday afternoon. Mostly sunny skies in the forecast. And sunny and a little bit chilly for Friday with highs only in the mid-50s. We're closer to 60 degrees as we head into the weekend. Some showers on the way for the weekend forecast, especially late Saturday into Saturday night and Sunday. And then a little bit warmer as we head into next week. Some temperatures will be back in the 70s for the upcoming work week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walter. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 58 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Buenos tardes, amigos. Bienvenido a la programa de Craig Collins. Pollo y sí. Perfecto, bien, pollo. Yeah, muy bien, Craig. Gracias. Uh, AM uh, 12 y... 12.30. 12.30. AM. Uh, WUJBC. Perfecto. I could do the whole show in Spanish, right? I could do it. Uh, you are gonna I'm screwed. Yes. <laughs> How'd that sound? Sorry, I, I, was, I, I thought that was not bad to start, but yeah. He was, he was in. He had bought in already. Buenos tardes, amigo. I'm just going to start every segment like that. I lo- There's a station in Chicago, a Spanish-speaking station yeah, in Chicago, yeah. and I love their promo, the uh, single, punto single. 95. Yeah, I, I don't even think they're Spanish anymore. But I used I don't to do think that. They used to be uh, the. I think there's some. Uh, they used to. They used to play that way too much. Whenever we'd listen to radio, and I let you listen to Spanish radio, and then I would just repeat it all day. All it day. annoyed you so much. Yeah. But I was like, uh, nuevo single, punto single. I don't know why. <laughs> that's that's probably way too uh, generic of a sound too. That's not how. But that is the way the anchor sounded. Like I'm doing the voice the way he did the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, all right. Good. Pretty intense, yeah. Good. What about your favorite guys out of, out of Mexico City? Am I sounding anything like them at the beginning there? Yeah, well, they are loud. Like, they're loud. Yeah, they're, they're loud, loud like me. Yeah, yeah. But I it's get... crazy because uh, as a Mexican, sometimes they even like yell, like, you know, I don't know. Uh, our humor is quite different. But uh, Right. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, I, I yell. I'm ready for yes. that. I, I could do a show in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. No, she's laughing. She's laughing at me again. Uh, maybe just a one off. We'll try. Uh, Amazon has a brand new product that they think is going to be very uh, popular with. With companies and and people that are you know selling all kinds of things, it's called Amazon One. It allows you to create a unique palm signature. This would be for anyone that utilizes the the Amazon services themselves. And instead of having a credit card, instead of having like a fingerprint or anything like that, you wave your hand over this device. It reads 
the entirety of your palm and it charges your stored account. They say that they can also do this uh, with the utmost security. Every single one of the, the biometric pieces of information that they'd have on file with their company would be, you know, uh, double, triple protected. So you wouldn't have to worry about it getting stolen. I doubt that everyone feels real good about that. It also would speed up the process of checkout. It turns what usually takes a couple minute or a minute or so transaction for a credit card, I, that's probably an exaggeration, into a 300 millisecond transaction, essentially while walking out of a store um, after, I guess, ringing up the items, unless Amazon's got a fix for that too, which I know in their own unique stores they do. You just wave your hand over this little device and boom, you've paid for your items and you can leave. This sounds really cool. I have to be honest that every so often the technology things like the drone things worry me, even though I have like 75 uh, Echo devices throughout the house. But this does sound to me, especially in a time of, of COVID-19, where you, there'd be no actual interacting. You don't touch the device that's storing your information. You just wave your hand over it. It takes a snapshot of your palm and it can charge your account. I don't know that we would see a lot of these ever in stores, but this kind of technology is exciting. I don't know if I'm alone in thinking that. No, I think it's very interesting. Right? You just you wave a palm, and I guess our palms are so unique if they, you have enough of it that there wouldn't be anybody else that has one similar to mine. So it would be a unique enough of a identifier that every single person on the planet could do this, and, you know, we would never have to carry around a wallet, anything. You just, like, wave. Although the ability to steal money from me would never be at a, you know, more um, uh, easy place than if you all you had to do was get a snapshot of my palm. I feel like that would be a... Uh, a detriment to this whole thing is that all you have to do is like walk down the street with one of these in your hand and just like ask people to wave and you'd be you'd be stealing funds left and right although there's probably some sort of prevention measure that amazon can put in place for that i wonder i know you've said betty is very good at reading palms do you think like people that can do that could then somehow duplicate that i mean that's pretty wild i don't even know why i'm thinking about that but no it's, it's like... fine it's, hey this is the show to make those kind of uh, uh <laughs> connections neil doyle i don't know betty you are excellent at reading someone's palm you obviously think they're all very different do you think that maybe your skills would help you be an internet thief probably she would be so unexpected as a criminal i've told <laughs> betty that before <laughs> yeah. i think i forget who we're talking to we had a conversation over the weekend where i'm like if you ever busted um, you know, like somebody in a car who had things they shouldn't have, Betty would get away with it. She's the only person I know who like chatting with, with a law enforcement person, be like, oh, officer, no, I don't have a bunch of illegal things in my trunk. And you'd just be able to drive right through. I'd be arrested immediately if I had any kind of conversation <laughs> like that. Because I, I come off very untrustworthy, I think. But you, you seem like the kind of person that'd be perfect for any of these things. Well, people told me that in Mexico. That too. they trust yeah, you? that they trust yeah. me to like uh, deal with Anything, stuff, but now, like why people think about so I would never do I something know. like that. That's but why. probably that's why they are like yeah, they I got invited to transfer some kind of like marijuana stuff. Did you? Yeah. But really? Yeah, I never do it, of course. Um and I talked to my dad and it was like you uh better like uh say always not not because like you look like a nice person that means like uh you are able to do bad things i didn't know you actually been asked to do it before yeah. that's the i, I don't even... think high school but wow. it's, it's crazy because in mexico it's just like you can find anything and anywhere and uh and i grow like pretty naive sure. and my my dad always told me it's like you are super naive you gotta be <laughs> super help help uh uh-huh. careful about and a bit around your surroundings yeah. in high school 
because there is a lot of people who sell uh, things that they are not supposed, supposed to, to sell. sell to high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. I didn't know that that was actually based in fact. I thought it was yeah. more just, uh, you know, uh, an idea because I would absolutely, if we were ever in any kind of trouble at all, uh, you and I, and not for doing something like that, but like anything, if anybody was mad at us even, I would just send you in to talk to them and I imagine we'd be okay. <laughs> no? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Let's see, I, there you go. Yeah, um, I also like, I was well known in high school as the in intermediator when really? uh, arguments happen. And uh, it was funny because... As I say, like I, I'm not like a like a, a good speaker in English, but in Spanish, of course, is my 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 language. Mm -hmm. um, I was a be I was I was able to like speak like no problem when it was like a, some kind of argument between my classmates. I'm learning things about my wife by hosting a radio show. I with know. Freddy. Do you know that? No, you no. used to used to broker peace between people in like high school conflicts. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. one of the craziest conflicts you dealt with? Was it always like boyfriends and girlfriends fighting? Yeah, that. It was it was a case like that. Okay. I remember that two girls uh, fighting against each other, mm -hmm. and they pulling hair and crazy. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" My brain is now coming with all, coming up with all kinds of services that we can provide here to Bloomington and Normal. Uh, there is there is a guy who is an expert in breaking up for other people. You, you reserve his services if somebody needs to break up with somebody. You call this guy in, and he does the breakup. Betty would be excellent in that world too. Don't get any ideas. Don't break up with me because of it, Betty. But there there'd be so many ways in which I think you could you could couch that, you know, or even like if Betty were to fire somebody. Let me just say this to the radio station. If I'm ever to get canned, make my wife do it. Make her tell me that I'm the one that's out. That you are out. How would you do it, Betty? If I got fired today, how would that sound? Greg, well, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but uh -huh. I think you are out of this job. <laughs> that wasn't what I was <laughs> expecting. That was, that was kind of ripping the Band-Aid right off there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did well, I do anything easy, wrong, it, honey? I, I think it's easier when you do it like just straightforward rather than to like, because yeah. people actually is going to, their people are going to get upset about it. Just tell me the truth. And if, I'm, if I am out of the job, I'm out of the job. Fire Neil. Uh, <laughs> no, go I ahead. Go ahead do it. Tell, tell Neil, just can him right now on the air. Neil, you ready? I'm ready. All right, Betty, go okay, ahead. Neil, I'm so sorry. You are doing a great job, um, but I don't know how to tell you this. Uh, we are out of resources, so you are out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I feel like that was a little bit nicer than than you can can there, right? Craig. She said you're doing a great job. We, I know we're out of the resources. That's yeah. why we've got to let you go. She had excuses with me. She had her <laughs> shoe off and she was about to throw it at me, telling me to leave the place. I was like, okay, Neil. How do you feel? Well, I I would much rather have it be Betty than anybody else to get right. the uh, to get the boot. So not too bad. I feel okay. Honestly. I, I have so many new new ideas now. There's so many new opportunities for Betty out here in the world and just being the nicest human being that's ever graced the world. One of them, I mean, okay, there's a few others. Mother Teresa was a pretty nice person. But Betty, you're up there. You're on, you're on the Mount Rushmore, nice people. So I think you can make these things work. Although I do agree with Neil, you fired me kind of harsh. Yeah, well, because you are my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an idiot. He's easier. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's totally fine. All right, let's shift gears to, to not make Betty fire anybody else. Although, if you want to call in and uh, ask Betty for a favor, maybe to negotiate a, a fight of some kind. How did you do that, by the way? When two people were arguing, did you pick somebody that was the winner and somebody that was the loser? Or did you just tell both people to, you know, try to figure out a, a solution on their own together? Well, when they were, like, fist on each other, that was a... A very difficult one to get in, into, but um, but I could I I could handle it somehow. Somebody's in the phone. Somebody's on the phone. Uh, call her. What's your name? Darlene. Uh, what do you want to say? I think that 
Betty would probably make a good junior high teacher yes. try to teach people Spanish because she probably would be smart enough to try and teach and be patient and not try to teach people Roja and days of the week, why don't you teach conversational English to junior high kids and teach them the right way rather than, oh my goodness. There you go. So, yeah. I love Thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Thank you. Not going on. She's very much on the road. Well, she was calling in, so it's kind of hard to understand her. Yeah, but then, uh, what what job should Betty have? I you know this. I yeah. used to uh, help kids in uh, kindergarten in Mexico too. Yeah, you a, were in a Montessori school. Montessori school. Mm-hmm. And, they uh, loved. You. Oh my god. Oh my god. Those kids were adorable. Yeah. The stories Betty tells, which if you know Betty at all, are so so utterly believable. You were a teacher in a Montessori school. How old were the kids? Uh, they were uh, four, six. Uh, four to six seven, years yeah. old. And they would beg to stay with Betty Three rather than old. be picked up by their parents. Yeah, they used The children to would be picked up by their kids. They'd be like, yeah. no. Oh, my God. They they grab my from my legs <laughs> and, like, hug me. And it's like, no, I don't want to go home. And, and I had to, like, talk to the kid for, like, I don't know, five minutes. And Tell them they got to go home. Like, okay, you got to go with your mom. But, um. Yeah, it was a it's, it, it was like a very good experience in my life to to work with kids, especially mm-hmm. that that little because they are like a super smart. There's no better example of Betty being a likable person than kids preferring you to their parents than kids being yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I felt like embarrassed because I didn't know. Uh, I saw some mom's reactions and, and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I am I'm sorry. sorry. I mean, they spend more time with us than than you, but. Um, it's it's it is what it is. You 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 drop your kid and and yeah, and, and you, you were, are you were actually games. caring about uh, what the the kids need the needs of the kid. Yeah, eventually uh, they are gonna start to like you and mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't know. Unfortunately, there are kids that are no uh, as close to parents as, as exactly. like yes yes we can go yes. down that road if we want to. But uh, yes, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, I thought of another gig for you, Betty. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Presidential debate moderator. That'd be a real good one for Betty. If you give all the questions to the presidential candidates, you you navigate the back and forth. Maybe any kind of political. Then you debate. have to be like a Betty Rob skin in order to do that. Job. No, I think I think the Betty or approach the is going to be better. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think. so. Do we have any debates coming up in the community? Do they debate at all? Uh, yeah, there's one coming up for uh, Congressman Rondi Davis going up against uh, Betsy Dirksen Laundrigan. So I mean, all there's right. a uh, uh, who's the moderator. Uh, I believe that is WGLT that hosts that debate. We're also a, a co-sponsor of that, but that's okay. kind of their thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, maybe we can get Let's Betty muscle in. Betty in. <laughs> let's muscle her in. Let's do everything we can. No offense to the other radio stations. We're technically our competitors, but let's muscle our way. Let's get Betty on there. Uh, you're going to ask some very lovely questions. And if anybody gets ang- grumpy with anyone, you're going to throw some shoes, I imagine. Yes, I'm going to like you. <laughs> Just envision this. Presidential debate, Biden and Trump getting hit with shoes every time they say something they shouldn't oh say. That no, would must-watch no. television right yeah. there. I cannot wait. Oh, man. I'm throwing the idea. I'm going to email anyone I know. I, I need Betty and, like, 75 shoes to show up to the next presidential debate. No. 75 no. enough, you think, or you need more? No, no. Okay. I don't think we can do that. Okay, no. She's no. saying no. Neil? To get her to get her on the, uh, to get her on the debate? We need Betty for the presidential debate with a, with a full rack of shoes. 
and then she can throw one whenever anybody steps steps wrong. I mean, I think that would be must-watch TV. It had to have to be, honestly. I would watch anyone argue about anything with Betty and uh, her kind questions while wielding shoes. Because you don't, you don't know unless you've experienced it, and I'm the only one. I hope no one else listening has ever experienced it. The minute that you, you pick the shoe up and you get into throw uh, stance, yeah. The the face changes. The smiling Betty turns into a pitcher in the MLB. You lock in. <laughs> they you see the target. They're going to throw me out of the room, Craig. No way. No yeah. one throws Betty out of a room. Yeah, they throw me out of the room. In high school, uh, one of my uh, math professors threw me out what? of the room. Yeah. I got to hear that story off the air. We got to take a break. A lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. Tell me on Facebook or give me a call. Do you think Betty should host the next presidential debate? And, and how many shoes, what types of shoes do we get her? Just in case anybody says anything that's wrong, she's got to go ahead and, and chuck a shoe somebody's direction. Quick break, a lot more. AM 1230 WJBC. Bye. So you're watching the game and you see another ad for FanDuel Paradise and their sportsbook app and you think to yourself, wait a minute, is it legal to do that in Illinois? You bet it is legal to throw some money around. You may have heard that Illinois is requiring you to set up a new user account in person for these kind of things. Right now that has also been waived. So act fast to sign up for the FanDuel Paradise sportsbook app before it's too late. Best of all, when you place your first bet, it is entirely risk-free using the promo code CRAIG. That's C-R-A-I-G. You can get up to $1,000 back in site credit. How do you do this? You just sign up with the promo code CRAIG, C-R-A-I-G. And if you decide to take a flyer on a team that's maybe playing somebody out of New York and they hopefully don't win, uh, it's okay. You'll get your credit back. And I won't be mad because hopefully uh, my team won that game. I also love their seventh inning insurance. It's something that I use uh, as much as they allow me to, meaning that if you're winning going into the seventh inning stretch, and then you lose the bet after the seventh inning stretch, uh, you get credit back that way too. There's a reason that FanDuel Paradise and their sportsbook app is the number one betting app in the country. They make it simple and intuitive to find the bets you'd like to place uh, to get the uh, wins back after you do win. They don't make you jump through a lot of ho uh, hoops. You can get your winning in as little as 24 hours. There's just so many ways that their risk-free betting app is the best around. To claim your risk-free prize, or risk-free bet, excuse me, go to the FanDuel Paradise sportsbook app Use the promo code Craig and be sure to act fast. That's the promo code Craig. Uh, 21 and older and have to be present in Illinois. First online real money wager only. 